Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. Experience. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience. Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. <laughs> All right, well, I don't know if I meant go as monotone as that, but whatever. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience. Experience, my name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. What's up, y'all? Uh, what we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. Uh, and then we're going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. But as usual, Kamar, how was your week? I'm feeling to have a good week there, Matt. <laughs> I see. No, I, I, nothing like uh, movies, lockdown. <laughs> you know how it is. Is the the worst week ever, but... I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but we got a bunch of snow the other day, so winter is here. It feels like, yeah, winter is officially. Uh, in and it's swing. the weirdest New Year's ever. Happy New Year, listeners, fans, haters. It's it was just it's just been a weird holiday, if that if you call it that. Yeah, I can agree with that. Simon, and, uh, look forward to twenty twenty one. Simon, how's your week? Uh, well, I'm in quarantine for real. So, uh, yeah, Simon's actually in quarantine. There was a little bit of a COVID scare. So my brother, my, whoever didn't listen to the, uh, I haven't posted it yet and I don't know where it's going to go yet. So nobody listened to that. So there you go. Um, my brother got COVID, got the vid and you know, it's, I can imagine that's exactly what it's like to have AIDS and to be phoning all your friends and telling them like, no, no, but the vicinity or whatever I'm saying, like I had to phone people who I like talk to for a moment in passing and be like oh by the way <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but but if you had aids you'd have to call all the people you had anal sex with yeah that's a that's too long a list to fucking tackle kamar do you know how your brother got it uh i mean no i don't i have no idea I have hopes some theor- i have some theories about what may or may not have gone down but uh, hopes and prayers yeah. No, he seems to be doing okay, knock on wood. He had a stomach complication, but it seems to have rectified itself. It's just weird how, like, literally everybody has, like, a different kind of... Symptoms reaction, or whatever. how their body handles it is different. I mean, we know this, obviously. But you know when they said, like, um, 95% of people are asymptomatic carriers, and that's, like, when somebody says a billion you know, like you just don't even realize, but like the huge majority of the population get this and never even know it. And then so they would even not only did I, I know somebody who got it, but they also had a complication. It's just weird. Like the way it works is weird. There's no rhyme or reason. Yeah, no, I agree. It seems, uh, seems like China made it. No, I don't know. Um, and then I saw the just the moronacy, that's not a word, the total idi- idiocy of the way they do the testing and things like that. I'm just like, well, yeah, of course they can't keep this thing in check because they literally don't even know which hand is washing the other. No pun intended. <laughs> no, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's it. I'm done. Okay. Okay. Um, How was well, your week, Matt? Uh, my week was okay, I guess. Whatever. I mean, super uneventful. That's I'm about sorry, it. I forgot. To, I forgot to mention. Uh, I got to give a shout out to uh, our newest Patreon, uh, uh, Ryan Mancarella. Thank you, Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Welcome to the team, Ryan. Welcome to the team. Happy Welcome New Year. Post, Happy New Year, and thank you to all our Patreons, uh, as always. And to all those Patreons who left last week, well, we miss you already. Sayonara. <laughs> okay. Um, do we want to run down the guest list real quick? Yeah, it was a week chock full of comedians. Yes, it was. Uh, we started off with 1585 uh, on The Daily Show. I don't watch it, so I don't know what that means. Michael Costa. Then we had The Golden Pony, 1586. Tony Hinchcliffe. And we finished with uh, Mark Norman, which was taped like three weeks ago, I think. Uh, 1587. Yeah, that was crazy, right? All over the place. I don't know what's going on. I really don't like that. I, I like... Oh, happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, yeah, I did pick We're up on like that. Yeah. Four weeks past Hanukkah. Not a fan, sir. Not a fan. Like, just don't. If you, Why did you sit on that episode for so long? If you got to shelf it for that long, it's dead, man. You wasted it. <laughs> or, well, it makes... Jamie, get in there and do a little bit of editing. Oh, take that out. I guess. Just get rid of the uh, Hanukkah mention. Bad form. It's bad form to keep that shit in there, man. I realize, though, because of this, we're never going to get a break. Us three as a group? Us three as reviewing this podcast, which once in a while, there'd be like periods of no podcasts. Yeah, that's not going to happen. As long as COVID's around, we're not getting a break. I wonder, though, how many he has on ice, though. Like, I would assume that he had a couple and now we're running out. Yeah, my assume is there's no more on ice just because... That's what uh, I'm saying. So why no break then? It could be he goes on a hunting trip and we get... You, you know what I mean? There's no jokes. It might be a Spotify obligation. Ooh, interesting. It's like a UFC type of scenario. Yeah, you got you to gotta provide us with X amount of episodes in a year. Interesting, which would then lead us to believe that he does have a constant... Uh, even then, though, there's a way around that. You just fucking you just record you just record ten a week, if you want to go on vacation. You know what I mean? Like we would do this. I mean, we couldn't because we review a podcast. We couldn't bag in one any. week. In one week, he would do ten episodes. That's I mean, correct. Yeah, like, just for one one week. Yeah, that way he could go on vacation yeah. if he did have some. Yeah. I also don't believe he has any sort of. If he did set yeah. up a number with Spotify, I believe it was a number that he knew he could easily hit. This is and, obviously just speculation. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and he wouldn't need five. He wouldn't need to do ten episodes, Matt. He could get away with six episodes. Of course, you know what I meant, though. If he was going away for yeah. two weeks to Hawaii or something, he could really yeah, hammer out right. like yeah as many as he wanted. Yeah, that's very true. And I don't mind him doing that if he's going to do them all in a week. And the most we're going to get is like an offset of a couple of days with a reference. So be it. But like, I get it. Nobody gives a fuck about Hanukkah. So be it. But what if it was something important? You know what I mean? Like somebody getting shot or an explosion on Christmas Eve or uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. In his, uh, Chico! In his Chico's defense, trying to be on the show, though, yeah. They, they didn't talk about anything like topical in that way. It was, uh, it was, this was very uh, comic-centric across the board. 
Yeah, I mean, Simon, I that might like be... Like... Sorry, just to cut... I hate to cut you off. That might be his thing, though. Joe might be just like, well, if I have an episode like a Mark Norman where he's already recorded it and listened to it, him and Jamie can sit down and go, there was nothing that topical that couldn't be... It wouldn't be... It would be the same episode two weeks from now other than the Hanukkah thing, which you're hung up on. But you know what I mean yeah, is... Well, well, no, I'm just saying is he could... He could... I just would have never have known... Had if they that not Hanukkah that. reference is in there, I think this is a, uh, you're right, there was nothing topical, so he gets away with it. But because of a little bit of laziness on the back end, everybody knows. We yeah. are so quick to judge. Like I said, though, I just think that he, you can get away with uh, an episode like this versus like a Christakis or like a, a, a COVID. I, I, I understand. That's all I I'm understand saying. what you're saying. I'm just, I'm just nitpicking, but uh, I don't like it. That's fine. I yeah, understand. I'm with you, Simon. I feel um, used. All right. Well, let's rate the week. Then. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Uh, <sighs> go ahead. Come here. Okay. I'll go first. Uh, I give it a three. All right. Nice three. Simon, you want to rate it? And I'm going to give it a solid two and a half. Um, I'm going to go with a three as well. I think three is a good, uh, three is a decent assessment. I like, I like when there's a, you know what? I, I changed my mind. Three, Maddie, use your button. We have an agreement. Oh, oh I didn't have it turned up. Son of a I'm bitch. I'm going back to 2.5. <laughs> yeah. Stay in your lane. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get into the week then. Let's start this bad boy off. 1585. Costa. That's it, Costa. Michael, Michael Costa. <laughs> I forgot his first name. Um, tennis player. So won my heart right away. Yeah. I don't know if you know about me, everyone, but if there was any sport that maybe I had a chance to like not be totally useless in. Other than field goal kicking, tennis. of course. Oh, well, that's, that's, uh, I didn't know that was in me. <laughs> gotcha. The tennis, I started at a very young age. I thought when I was listening to this that you appreciated that for sure. Yeah, I did. And he must have been pretty good because he was playing in Europe and shit. So, and coaching, or is, can anyone coach tennis? Oh, coaching, I like, I, 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 I'm not so like, uh, impressed if you tell me you're a coach. It's great. But when, like, I hear that you played college tennis, that's huge, man. Those, like, college tennis, you're close to pro as pro, you know? That's that's real good. And you never played, did you ever play, like, competitive tournaments? Yeah, I played in, uh, like, I was ranked in the city at one point and for high school tennis. And uh, did you I, won a, I won a medal. Sorry? Did you eat during matches? Did I eat during matches? Well, that was one of the things they came up with, like refueling during. Yeah, I probably wasn't. Um... No, I don't think I ate during matches. I think with the during... refueling, his point was more just like. You think of tennis as like a, a sport where like you have all these people behind you and you're. I think his point with the refueling was like, I was on my own getting myself to tennis tournaments and I didn't always have time to eat properly before. Or like because of the, you know, whatever the, uh, which I thought was interesting because it's also had a lot to do with comedy. You know, that whole kind of like, you think a comedian has this one lifestyle when in reality it's like taking a cab six times a night to different small shitty venues to get paid very little. You know, that's the struggle of the comedian. And 
again, I was not to think that I thought that every tennis player was like taken to a tournament in a limo, but I guess I always thought that like, even you going to a tennis tournament, Simon, I guess I would have thought like, you know, someone drove you there. You had like a meal prep, but no, I guess now that I think about it, like your parents drove you. I mean, I think if you're going to be like a, a, a competitive tennis player, most of the time, I think you're probably coming from some money. I, I feel like it's like a richer kind of sport than, let's say, like a basketball where there's a court everywhere. You know what I mean? Well, that was there one of the craziest tennis courts out there. That was one of the craziest things he brought up was that the scoring in tennis is the way it is because the confused people, the elites didn't want uh, everyone playing tennis. So they made the yeah, scoring no, and it still totally. works to this day. Totally. What's crazy too is that, um, like, I think the, like, here we use hard courts all the time. So it's much easier to have like a public court. But in Europe, almost all the courts are clay or hard true. And um, those take maintenance. So right away, you had to have like, you were paying somebody to take care of the courts, you know? Grass yeah. is the craziest service they play on, though. Grass is crazy. I've only played on it once in my life, and um, it was it, like I'm a clay guy. I would play on clay any day. You like the slide? I like the slide. I like that the game is slower. I like that um, it's not as hard on your legs. I like that it like takes something off people's serve, so it doesn't become all about uh, how hard you can bomb the ball in. You know. Clay is slower than grass? Yeah, grass is the fastest. No. Yes. Faster than the hard courts? I think it's faster than the hard courts. Yeah, like okay. the biggest serves. No, are... You just said I think, so now I know you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. I will, I will. Yeah, I should have done my research. If it's if it's not the fastest, Kamar, it's like they're right there together. I know it's not the slowest. I mean, I just assumed that the grass somehow would take something off the ball. That's Except true, that grass too. is like concrete, man. Yeah, he's right. Really? I mean, they, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like a putting surface. It's not like a green. It's not like a golf green, Kamar. There's underneath, I assume, is concrete. <laughs> and then it's just, you know. But how could anything be? I just assume like the hard court is boom, boom. Now, granted, listen, I've never played at Wimbledon before, so really, I, I, can't, I can't tell you exactly <laughs> what it's like, but... Can I say my one comment about this podcast is it was very Joe-centric? Meaning? I feel like we talked about Joe more than Michael Costa. Like, with um... 15 minutes left of the podcast, he asked him how he got into comedy. And I don't really care about The Daily Show, but I thought it'd be interesting for him to talk about The Daily Show a bit, unless it, I was thinking... How long has he been there? Uh, it'd be nice if we would have found out, hey, if uh, Joe had asked him a question. <laughs> no, I just assumed he was like a newer guy on The Daily Show, so it's not like you're going to get a lot of back room. But what do I know? I don't know. But, but I was just... It, it was like glaring to me when they were talking about... Uh, Joe was talking about uh, the man show and executives doing notes. I thought he, it'd be nice if he uh, offered an anecdote about anecdote about uh, what happens Anik. on the on the Daily Show, but that did not happen. Mm -hmm. 
Maybe he couldn't say anything because he's still on the Daily Show. <laughs> so, so this is what I thought is possibly the situation. But I found uh, the whole time I was waiting for that to come up in, in some sort of capacity. I had zero idea who this guy was. I had never seen him before. I had never heard his name uttered in comedy circles before. Yeah, I've never heard of this guy. Is he a... This is what I wanted to know, too. Is he a... Like, is he a correspondent or is he a writer? That never really came out. Never became clear. Thank you, boys. Thank you. Like, we know nothing. We know nothing. I think he's a face, though. So he's a correspondent. That's what you think. Like John Oliver, you know? Yeah, a correspondent. Okay. Uh, I mean, again, I don't really watch uh, post-John Stewart, so I don't know. I, I don't either, so I'm just taking a guess. This would have been a great platform to find some of these things out. True. It's true. I think Joe just assumed that everybody knew this Costa character. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's interesting that uh, weed is starting to become legalized and uh, hemp just isn't coming up. Like Joe's been hard on hemp forever, right? Joe has been hard on hemp forever. What the fuck? Why is my phone? Well, like as an example, Kamar, we're about as of 2021... Canada is supposed to, or maybe it's just Ontario, is no longer doing single-use plastic. So maybe we will see a resurrection in hemp. In Because uh, stores are now going to have to start making some decisions, you know? Where do we go? Like, it's been plastic for so long. You can try and go paper. You can, like, there are some other options out there, but I imagine hemp may be one of them. It's just like Joe was harping on hemp, and it's so stupid because it was made illegal by... Uh... First, la 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 la. But now it's legal. There hasn't been any movement with this miracle plant. Well, it's kind of like electric cars are legal, and yet the gas cars are still ex- in existence. <laughs> I suppose. I think that's just a phase thing, though. I I believe electric cars will be majority in twenty years. I mean, well, Simon, I, you're I also look. Sorry, you're forgetting sorry. that the people right now that have created. Um, pla- like biodegradable plastic bags and stuff. We're just not using them. Yeah, I don't even know if. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess sure. Well, I've just I've seen like this week, for example, I saw three articles about people that have created like things that we use all the time, plastic-wise, bags, straws, whatever the fuck that dissolve in water or or degrade in what you know what I mean. So we we obviously have I mean, that. I- I hope this doesn't become a whole, like, uh, you know, where people, they're banning single-use plastic, but then somebody's just going to use, like, this other plastic that says it's recyclable, and we know (laughs) that that whole scam, right, with the number on the bottom, like, so few of that stuff that says recyclable is ever actually recycled. It doesn't meet the qualifications within its, like, internal... um, I'm losing the word here, but somewhere somebody or something is deciding what gets recycled and what doesn't. Well, I mean, let's also remember, and they brought it up that, you know, a lot of the times when you drop your recycling somewhere, it's not going like even public. There's a lot of those public, um, you know, throw your paper here, your plastic here and your garbage here. There's a lot of those where when you open the lid up, it all goes into one bag. Yeah. And it's just to make you feel good about like, Oh, I'm recycling. I'm whatever. 
you know, same thing like Canada this year. I believe it was this year. Uh, we got called out by the Philippines for shipping, shipping tons of garbage over there. over there. That was actually dirty diapers, I think. That's what, yes, that's the, that was one of their big complaints. But you know what I mean is they made us go back. They were like, come get your fucking garbage. Good. I mean, they should have done that. That's disgusting. How fucking disgusting is that fucking shipping container, though? Well, what's crazier, too, is diapers. like, how are we, like, what, how fucked up are we that we're wasting resources, fuel, energy to ship garbage to other places? Like, assuming that that's going to make any sense. No, and it doesn't solve our problem at all. Like, moving garbage to the other end of the world. Sorry. No, go ahead. And then there's places like, uh, I don't know, somewhere, Sweden or Amsterdam or the Netherlands, where they're turning their garbage into energy. I think if there was some way, like, look, if, if the government was smart, they would figure out a way to actually convert that into something um, that's worth something and then incentivize the people with a tiny little portion of that recycle and for every whatever pound of recycling that you put in every month you get a voucher back on you know i'm not a politician but nobody wants to it's not enough to just help the planet anymore because people are desensitized to it you know well just like we like we said a couple weeks ago uh our dying planet was person of the year in like 1988 or whatever Oh, I went and looked at a bunch of those, eh? Even more of them. The um, was one that was the mirror. Did we talk about that? The mirror was the person of the year? No, it was a mirror. <coughs> and person of the year was anybody looking in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. That's not really a person, is it? Well, I guess it is. So as long oh, as you bought as long as the year, as long man. as you bought Time magazine, you were person of the year. The whole thing is stupid. Or no, maybe it wasn't a minute. It was like a computer screen and it said you. So it was anybody looking at the cover of that. I don't know. The, the, the <laughs> whole thing is suspect, man. The whole Time magazine is suspect. Yeah, well, we can agree Definitely. with that. At one point, they talked about how they, uh, the LA River, they cemented the whole thing. And just for our listeners, uh, we live in Ottawa and we have a canal that runs through the whole city. And if I ever got like Bezos uh, rich, I'd want to do that to the canal. Be my mark on the city. Hey, Maddie, imagine the whole canal was just one giant half pipe. Yeah, yeah. that's what I want to do. Well, Kamar, you're, you, the canal kind of is that. It's just not, it doesn't have any... Um, yeah, he wants it to have it and I get no it. more water. He wants transition. I understand. Yeah. No, he wants no, transition. No. I'm just saying um, the canal is man-made and it's all concrete under there. I actually want it to be like blue tile. Yeah, I mean, as opposed to what, like a rocky bottom? Yeah, That's like a normal that. canal. Yes, has a rock, a non-man-made canal. Like the LA River was a natural river, I believe. It wasn't a man-made yeah, river. Was it? Yeah, I believe it was a, a natural river that they then took concrete. And As somebody drowned. Yes, because there was, I believe, uh, some sort of drowning incident. Yes. Interesting. That is one hell of a reaction. I mean, that's t that's how we tend to do things. The pendulum swings too far, and you end up. You you believe that if one person drowned in the I don't think it was Ottawa one. Canal, that they would then say, "Oh, fuck this shit," and just <laughs> do Kamara's thing and concrete over it. I'm surprised more people haven't drowned in it. To be honest with you, I mean, it's not well, that deep. I don't deep. think it's deep enough. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I, you could, a baby could drown in two inches of water. I mean, just they could. Drunk, I drunk think people or whatever. 
I think if you if it was deeper and there were more people jumping off bridges and shit, you would get more drownings. But because it's not, it's just an interesting observation. Uh, mental note: If you're ever hanging around with Joe Rogan, make sure you mind your cigarette butt. No, yeah. yeah, I know he really makes me feel bad. Good thing I'm quitting. I had it like a, a vision daydream of being in his Tesla and sparking a button, flicking out the windows. Get out of my car! I um, mean, really, how have the cigarette companies not made those biodegradable? Probably because they'll kill you in half the time if they make them biodegradable. Like the if a smoker's like saving. if a smoker's lifespan is like fifty or sixty years, you take you make the filter biodegradable. They're living to like thirty five. You know what I mean? It, you can't. You don't want to kill off your base that quick. That's probably the issue, right. to be honest. You like it's fiberglass. Wanna have, you want to have the filters outlive the people <clears throat> who use them. I mean, I think you got it to filter out the stuff that's really going to kill you. But who knows? Maybe you're right. All I'll say is this: when I was living in Vancouver, um, I was working at this bar, and I went out for a cigarette. <clears throat> I come back in from the smoke and this woman had left a business card on the bar and she had written a whole speech on the back, super fine print, like as small as she could write, basically berating me being like, you're the worst kind of piece of shit who just throws your cigarette butt in the sewer so that it can be sucked up and absorbed by all of us. You fucking piece of shit. I had still sewer. What? I still have a photo of it because I just like no one. I could wait. Hold hold on. What does she mean? It gets sucked up to them. Where does she think is happening when shit goes into the sewer? I I assume that she thinks there's a garburetor down there that just mashes everything up and then it goes back into the drinking water. Who knows? Fuck. My point is Vancouver. I'll never forget my first week in Vancouver. I was walking down the street. I was still a smoker. I fired up a cigarette and this woman walked by me. And started coughing so violently and then walked across the street and was like maintained eye contact with me the whole time. And I was like, lady. I think- oh, it's a non-smoking city. Oh, yeah. Vancouver is a fucking serious non-smoking city. Fucking flakes. What else you got there, Kamar? Uh, they talked about surgeries and I hope this podcast gets successful so we can get Simon this surgery so that I can golf with him before I die. So that's, that I, I really want that. Just... That's a nice sentiment for me. Uh, pat myself need, on the back. I need stem cell. That's what you're talking about, Kamer? Whatever it takes. They were talking about knees and like, it's getting pretty good. But I just hope that I can golf with you one more time before I die. Um, also, did you, have you guys seen Tom Segura's bail? Oh, I didn't, oh wa- I didn't watch I it. I haven't seen I, the bail, but it, I saw the aftermath. Hold on. Let me say this. If I do watch it, I will throw up. There's no two ways yes, about it. Yes. Oh, why? Why you heard about I, it? Yeah, yeah. And I have a. There's something about broken bones. I have like a. Oof, I have a weak stomach. Like I might puke thinking about it right now. So, so, I gotta so what do you? What do you assume happened? Well, the worst part is you the weird. Made the guess. Yeah, of course. I think he went up and tried to dunk, and he yeah. maybe like touched the rim. Yeah. And like it slipped <clears throat> him out, and he just place planted or something. Okay, what actually happened is he didn't even get up. Him trying to jump up, his knee broke at that point. Oh. And then he just fell on his arm and he went the other way. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking horrible. Yeah, he fucked himself up real bad. Um, real bad. Just side note, has, he's looks like he's a great tennis player. 
I could only see like him hitting. I couldn't see who Bert. Yeah, but his form is great, and like, I don't know, man. Maybe he really is just like a great athlete. You think he yeah. actually has well, the Mickey Mantle gene? I think he might. I, I like. I've never been a guy who like believed in Bert's athleticism, but like, I hear he's an amazing golfer. His tennis, like, tennis is not an easy game, man. It's just not. Like, you don't. It's it's not like uh, you pick up a basketball and just shoot it in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I don't Anyways. know. I was listen. I was surprised too when I saw the video. I was like, his. I agree with you. I was like, he looks like he has fucking stunning form. I couldn't believe it. But Tom, now sorry to jump around, Tom. Both arm and leg on the both side. That's a real fucking issue. Yeah, uh, not for doing stand up comedy. Maybe for playing no, tennis. just for living. Oh yeah, it's got to yeah, suck for sure. The good news is it's his left side. It would be better if, he, if it was one on each. You know, a little balance. If he was poor, it'd be much worse. But uh, he's got a great wife and a lot of money, so he'll recover. Our it hopes and prayers are with him, of it course. It still sucks, man. I have had like after my surgery, like there was nothing worse than having the surgery and then being like in. Um, you have to wear that neck brace for a really long time. And just like, it's like six weeks of just not being able to move properly. And that's the thing with surgeries is that you, you you get all hyped up for the surgery, but it's actually the recovery is the right. That's exactly it. Kamar. Yeah. Um, And they were talking about uh, like people or athletes getting surgeries. Is that uh, performance enhancing? And then there's a great soundbite of Joe saying, uh, I used to do the poppers when I used to butt fuck guys. If someone wanted to take a nice cut out, it'd be a <laughs> a good one. Of course, he was joking. Um, and then the, uh, Costa started talking about the sugar industry, like he was going to give some sort of drop. Is like, well, you can't find out anything about them. But that is that very interesting. Um, the sugar industry, just as a whole. Well, it's a cartel. Yeah, like, I would have. There's I mean, three of them or something. I mean, I would always. Well, listen, I always assume this. Anyone who has a huge lobby, they must be fucking super insane powerful. And the sugar lobby I, is like in, nuts. I was just going to say, Maddie, any organization that feels the need to deceive <laughs> the mass populace by like hiring out doctors and shit. You know, that's not a great organization, you know? No. They can't be up to good things if they're having to do that. Well, and I think they're so big that they don't get mentioned in the conversations, like oil or other industries. Like, they do a good job of keeping their name out of conversation, period. Well, I also think it's because sugar's in everything. Like, gas is in... Gas is in, in one thing. In everything too, man. Well, yeah, oh, but because gas makes plastics, which are in everything. Sure. Like... Okay. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, my point is more like, I don't know. We eat sugar. Yeah. And like, it just no, seems no. like a. It's uh, like sugar is a natural. This is my thing. Like, I think because sugar is in nature, and like you know, you eat a fruit and you get sugar. People are just like, well, what are we gonna do? We're gonna go after fruit. You know, it seems I just like. Don't think... Yeah, I agree. I don't think enough people know that plastics have to do with gasoline. I and agree. if there was if that was more clear, the outrage would be right or sorry, like 
right now it's under the radar, but maybe that's what you need for sugar is to show them exactly where it ends up. And then you're like, oh shit, it's in everything. Well, I think they're doing a really good job of keeping their name out of any conversation. And I find that sort of nefarious. No, it's true because people are still like cereal companies still call themselves sugar crisp or right. Like the name is still out there. They're not even afraid to put it out there. Nobody's calling their uh, plastic plastic, you know? I think a big sure company's called like Atlantic or something. I don't know. Anyways, I thought that was sort of interesting. Uh, then they really uh, went to the mat for Jeffrey Tubin. Who's Jeffrey Tubin again? The guy who got fired for Jack and his for Jay and his D on a Zoom call. And it's like, come on, man. How well, hold on. They, they didn't go to bat for him. They went to bat for him until they read the article where it was like he wasn't just jerking off on a Zoom call. He was like winking at his at his coworkers while jaying his d and was like moving the camera around so that changes the what yeah see that changes the narrative a little bit doesn't it but what do you mean i thought the whole story was he didn't know that he was still on camera he thought he was like the same way you could mute he thought he could mute the camera yeah i think that was the initial obviously if he Oh, we lost Simon. You're winking at the camera while you're J and you're D. You obviously don't think you're on mute. I just think if you're in a meeting, take five before you start to J or D. Like, how depraved is he? Maybe I didn't realize or recognize that they went back on that. I thought they were really uh, defending him. I mean, listen, I've never once been in a meeting where I haven't at least once thought to myself, I'd rather be J and my D right now. Uh, but I've never just decided to, like, up and leave the meeting and do it. Seems well, it's sort of like right now, if I start jerking off, how weird is that? I just assume you are, but weird. I mean, it's true. What I can't see makes me happy. <laughs> oh, no, geez, but sorry, and, and I think Matt's joking when he says he's been in, never been in a meeting where he hasn't been like, who is in a meeting thinking about fucking jerking off? Like Exactly. Yeah, fuck too, but... Ridiculous. You're not 14 uh, years old. You're like a fucking man. B- besides which, I'm sure this guy doesn't... Like, how old is he? I don't know. He's got to be 50 or 60. 50-something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds about right. Like, what is this guy? Mainlining testosterone or something? Like <laughs> like I said, take five and then uh, <laughs> choke your chicken. But uh, it's the whole thing suspect. Um, My, sorry, Kamar, what I was going to say was... Again, here we are having a conversation about something that happened a month ago. Still relevant, though. This was in the news a month ago. So what? You you ask where Epstein went? It's the same fucking uh, that's shit. That's important. That's important. I would saying. submit that uh, this podcast was the most recent. Really? Like uh, Hinchcliffe and Norman were before this podcast. Interesting. So even the orders came out as backwards, ass backwards. Would you guys like? Oh, it before- right. This one was. Uh, I, oh, I see. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I fucked would up. You, would you guys like a button that you could press and you just come? Mm. They were talking about that one woman that they they gave the thing to, and she was just like, it was to prevent pain. You gotta earn it, right? Yeah, I think you have to earn it. I think um, so too. 
Well, but even then, it's like coming is like obviously the best part, but you know, everything like the lead up is fun too. Like you I don't like the ritual, Maddie. I'm not just talking about jerking off. I'm talking about like sex. Like, you know what I mean? It's it, obviously Oh no, no, this is masturbation clear. This is for oh, masturbation, this is just... not for Oh well then why yeah. Why would you just want to come right no, away? No, well then give sex? me the button. You could do oh, you, that anyways. You, you like do if want I wanted the to come right if it's, away. Son I of a bitch. Oh, if it's for J and the D, give me the button for sure. Boom, lazy done. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's not lazy. Unbelievable. How much time you could save? Think about it. in the morning. Well, I, I'm kind of thinking I'm with Matt. Like, listen, you you know, like. Sometimes you just do well, it you because you got to get it out. After that, yeah. you, mostly when you're doing it, it's because it's like clouding your thinking on something yep. else. You yep. know, I feel like that's the only time I'm really jerking off anymore is if it's like weighing me down. I'm not doing it like because I'm like, I need a fucking jerk off every day. That's crazy. It's true. When you get you know, old, you yeah. don't need to do that anymore. It's true. I'm sorry, boys. I'm a purist. That's, that's why I don't understand this 50 year old having to jerk off during <laughs> the meeting. Like, Depraved. Yeah, I don't know. That guy just sounds like he's a pervert, frankly. Well, how stupid does he feel for the rest of his life, too? Unless he's going to become like a guy who jerks off on um, what's that thing called where you can get people to give you money? OnlyFans. Thank you. <laughs> well, I hope he doesn't land on his feet. Fuck that guy. It's, it's it seems that that's how things work these days, man. Kamar, why are yeah, you? Hold on, hold on. I gotta ask. Hold on, I gotta ask a question. Kamar, this guy got caught jerking off on a Zoom meeting. Why are you so fuck this guy? You obviously oh, don't. A, you don't he's care. A big, he's a big anti-Trumper. <laughs> okay, so if you got caught jerking off on a Zoom meeting, you would want a little bit of leniency. But because this guy's anti-Trump, he can fuck I himself all day. I assume I'd be fired. I assume I'd be fired. I, I would hold not on be surprised. A second. When I Nobody. Sorry, Kamar. I'm sorry. Nobody should get leniency for jerking off during the Zoom meeting. I'm I'm gonna need you to like present an argument that somehow if, makes a fucking iota of sense. What if you can't see my dick? Why are you jerking off during the Zoom meeting? I get that. I understand that argument. I'm just you asked me for an iota of why you might not be fired. So like if right now this is a Zoom meeting and you can't see my dick, and I just all of a sudden like oh. Well, and we know podcast, for sure that you're jerking off. You're too integral. We wouldn't fire you, but fired. for me, I'd assume I get fired. Oh, listen, if you're at a net, you when I see you. <laughs> if you're at a network and that's your job, yeah, I, I would a hundred times out of a hundred assume you're going to get fucking fired, for sure. I want to know though, seriously, seriously, under what circumstances <clears throat> could yeah. it possibly be okay? What job besides? maybe like a professional jerker offer and then still i would need to it'd have to be a job interview or something you know you Simon, my, my question is this let's say you have the best employee ever across the board 20 years with your company like yep. in, like the best employee ever and then that and they have no yep. slip-ups ever and then like ever. i said you don't even see their dick and they they genuinely think the camera's off or whatever the you know what i mean you're gonna fire that person just no matter what. Well, I certainly cannot trust their judgment. Anymore. <laughs> so that leaves me in a real awkward position if they're like the uh, CEO of my company. You know what I mean? And you have to look at the, uh, you, what you would call it, uh, regulations and whatever, of working standards, right? Like that should be again, in every manual, no jerking off at work. Again, guys, like, when this Zoom call is over, 
don't just like immediately start jerking off. Do you know what I mean? So I guess if it was a thing like for some reason his phone stayed on and hours later or an hour later he got caught jerking off. He had no idea. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. This Different reeks story. to me of wanting to jerk off in front of For people. sure. Oh, 100%. I'm just, I, I, listen, I just look at it like, fuck, I had a great point to make there. Fuck, what was it? Fuck Jeffrey Toobin. Well, you just hate him because he's anti-Trump. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I uh, wish I wish this whole thing hadn't become suspect because of Kamar's uh, political leanings. Yeah, but... that's, that's what I'm saying. Um, Such is life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, Simon, I, I think across the board, it's always a fireable offense. Of course, without a doubt. I'm just saying Kamar is yeah. like, fuck this guy. And I'm like, for what? Jerking off in a Zoom meeting? Like, I don't know. I don't know about yeah. I, I I don't know if like, you gotta fuck him, but and I just I, it's not so much him; it's the idea of it that just is like weird to me. Oh, you have to be depraved, <laughs> without a doubt. Uh, then at one point they were talking about Mitch Hedberg and heroin, and uh, Mike Costa said it's so strange that we created heroin, but we didn't create heroin, right? No, it's a natural. It comes from poppies. It's a it's a natural thing, like uh, opium, we, whatever. We, we we created synthetic heroin, like the pill problem. Fentanyl. That's all us yeah. humans. But it's like I, I feel no, like God created heroin. So anything that's natural like that, possibly, should be used by us, right? Say that again. Anything natural like that possibly should be used it, it by It just us? exists in nature, so it's yeah. natural used, to be used. Used, not abused, though, Kamara. Of course, of, of, of course, of course. Moderation and well, everything. No, 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 but what I'm saying is um, heroin was only meant for humans as a medical thing, like even in its um, natural form. And because humans are people who love are things that love uh, excess pleasure. We found a way to turn that in, you know, like maybe it's the same with weed. Like maybe it was meant totally as a... Yeah, so I think you can't defend weed and uh, totally be against heroin or opium. But moderation and control, of course, has to be considered. But even then, heroin, like, keep in mind, synthetic heroin they use as a painkiller in medicine. It's not... Yeah, it's Well, they use for all sorts of stuff, yeah. Sure, but what I'm saying is, like, it has uses outside of people sitting in their living room fucking injecting it. Like, that's my point. Same for cocaine, same for all... This is what I'm saying, Maddie, is, like, it's the abuse part of it that seems to be the problem with everything, not the actual substance itself. Well, sure, but I mean, I, I would argue that, like, if you got medical-grade cocaine in the 20s, you were probably doing a much better product than whatever you're getting on the street now. Like, first of all, if you watch how cocaine is made, going back to gasoline, there's so yeah, much... Yeah, yeah, for sure, but what's your point? Well, my point is, is, like, if you're going to do heroin, it's not the same as being hooked on, like, a, an Oxycontin or something. At least Oxy has some cleanliness to it and that it was made in a lab by... I imagine that the heroin you buy on the street is being cut with all sorts of shit, too. I don't think you're getting pure heroin, you know? Of course, that's what I'm saying. But coke, heroin, all of it, like, it's, you know, those dangerous street drugs, that's the difference between weed and them, is, like, no one's cutting weed. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, yes, I I understand. Gotcha. 
Like well, somebody I mean, told me. Sorry, go ahead, Kamar. I was just saying, at the end of the day, this just comes back to legalization of all drugs. Yeah. Clean everything up. Somebody told me the other day that they were finding like weed that had been maybe like sprayed with fentanyl. And I, w- I didn't understand the reasoning there. It's like um, you're spending more on the fentanyl to spray the weed than you would to grow the weed. It didn't seem right. That's I think why it was a, I always remember a people back in the thing. day. I remember people back in the day being like someone uh, like, oh, someone spiked my weed. Like someone put coke on or something or angel. And I was like, no one is doing that. Oh, I definitely got hashed with PCP in it once. I think the thing with fentanyl, though, is I saw Bigfoot like, in the city, man. Whatever. Go ahead. Come on. I think I think the thing with fentanyl, though, is you need so little of it. Well, no, to exactly. Something. So that's it's not the, the same as like cutting it with something like that's what someone explained to me. So you'll have like a let's say you take one pill every day for a problem and then you get one pill of fentanyl and you think that it's the same as the one pill you're taking. But it's actually a thousand times stronger than right. That's where all these ODs come from. But apparently, when uh, dealers has a bunch of ODs, that's like good advertising for druggies. Which one of you is Mike? Is that? Do you guys hear that, or is it just me? Okay. Just you. Forget I don't it. hear anything. Okay, keep going. Uh, um, I don't see. It I don't. Looks see. like you smelled a, a fart. Well, no, I'm trying to figure out where the fucking sound is coming from. Um, Kamar, it, I don't see how that's good, uh, advertisement. Advertising. Oh, no, I'm saying this is what the, the, the police say. Police are idiots. I mean, it's like that old Cat Williams joke. It's called, yeah. it's called deaf. And that's, that, that people yeah. would be, uh, you think, not want to try that, but if you're into it, you're like, hook me up. Well, like, have you ever watched, um... What's the one where they try and get the people off the drugs there? Intervention. Intervention. Some of those are so crazy, dude, where they're like, you see the amount of drugs that an addict will actually do, and you're like, holy fuck, that's insane, man. Tolerance gets insane. Insane. I mean, what's Uh, really crazy about intervention is seeing what people are hooked on. Well, that too. Like the guy that was hooked on the, the, the computer duster. Like, like, how do you oh, get that, that fucking... A, that was just a weird one. Then they had that whole show about, like, people who had the weird addictions. The girl who would eat the inside of her couch. Did you ever see that? No, I heard about that, though. She wouldn't stop eating the fluff from inside her couch cushions. It was so fucking weird, man. And then the, I don't remember what the other ones were, but they were equally peculiar. Well, that sounds kind of harmless, as, as weird as it may sound. It's not harmless at all. It's like fucking poisonous, first of all. Interesting. And eating something like that, being addicted to eating like the, that's, the, there's something, there's a screw loose. That's not a good thing. I was interested to wonder what you thought when they bigged up uh, Queen's Gambit. Oh, that came up a couple times. Well, they did and they didn't big up Queen's Gambit. Costa, my tennis buddy, took the right approach. He said, I was fooled. I thought this was a true story. This is not a true story. Then he bigged it up by saying, but chess sales went through the roof. Again, 
That's not really bigging up the movie. That's showing you that a lie has propagated more sales for fucking Toys R Us, you know? An entertaining lie. A lie nonetheless. Tomato, tomato. It's uh, tomato, it's, tomato. It's fiction to nonfiction. Um, okay. Well, yes, it's truth to fiction. Yeah. I still like it, uh, except for the ending. Um, and then there was too much pool talk. There's a lot of pool talk. Do you, you guys remember talk. Stephen Hendry, though? No. Is he a pool player? He was a snooker player, but like the Wayne Gretzky, like the Michael Jordan of snooker. And I just find it strange that Joe never mentions him. Well, because Joe Michael plays... Michael Jordan... Sorry, go ahead, Matt. No, I was going to play... Joe plays billiards, not snookers. Snooker, excuse me. The Michael know, Jordan... Go on. Holy fuck, snooker one of you talk. Is a huge oxymoron. Okay, this thing is getting insane now. All I hear is this crackling, and it's going to ruin the fucking recording. It's from one of you. I don't know who. Keep going. The snooker, the Michael Jordan of snooker... Why is that an oxymoron? I'm trying to hear what he hears. Don't worry. It's just going to... Don't worry. It's fine. I'm is sure you'll... little he- click? Yeah, you hear it? Yeah, it's from a combine. No, it happens when you talk, too. Um, Why is it an oxymoron? Yeah. Michael Jordan of Snooker. Just because there's no Michael Jordan of Snooker. That's like... The there is. It was Stephen fucking Hendry. I know, but it's, it's <laughs> crazy. It's not, right it. it's not. Come on. It's like Jumbo of all, of all the, uh, like, cue ball games, Snooker's the most insane. The table's so big. Like, it's crazy. We, we used to have... Well, what's the difference between Snooker and Billiards? Like 20 feet? But Billiards is bigger than Pool. No, billiards is pool. Billiards is pool. So we had a snooker table, like an old, old snooker table up at my cottage when I was a kid. And uh, that's what we learned to play pool on. That's why you're such a shark? No, but just, it is a big table, I agree. The balls seem smaller. Maybe they are smaller. And if you get good at snooker, then you go to play billiards. Like It's, it's like uh, a super big advantage, like running on sand and then going on a track. Yeah, I mean, even going to play like pool at a pool hall and then going to play on like a quarter table, there's a difference in the size. I think, though, that might be our next challenge. Can you physically pay pool, Simon? I can physically play pool, yes. I think that might be our next challenge, boys. Nine ball or eight ball? Whatever you want. Eight ball. Yeah, eight ball would be my preference. I don't. What's? I don't think I've ever played nine ball. Nine ball, you got to. You just bag them in order. But you oh, can also. Sure. But you can also. Win on sinking the nine ball right away. Well, no. So you could. Let's say the. Let's say you've sunk the one already, and you're on the two. But you have a shot where you could bank the two into the nine, and then get the nine in. That's a winning shot, as long as you call it. So it's all about getting. You either sweep the table or you hit the nine ball in via some sort of. Uh, but you have to hit the ball that you're on first. So if you're on four... When you got... Sorry, man. Go ahead. When you guys play eight ball, do you play where you can't sink the eight or you lose? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's Ooh. how you fucking play. Yeah. I'm down for this whenever this shit's over. Because this is one I could actually win. There was no way uh, I was the, winning the field goal Obviously, this is uh, post-lockdown. Uh, but I think it's uh, doable, reasonable, and uh, might be fun. If I, I like the sound of that. So, 
what's the deal though? Like you're obviously allowed to practice for this one. No, nope, there's no practicing after what you guys did to me on the field goal challenge. After well, what we what did to you. What do you mean you? though? Like, because you could have been playing pool all lockdown for all we know. You know what I mean? I would. Tell it's you. not like the it's not like the field goal where none of us could kick the, the field goal. I haven't been playing pool. I assure you. I th- I think all the pool holes in Ottawa just shut down because of lockdown. To be honest, with you. I'm I'm sure they did. I think the oh, queue and cushion. Totally. I think the queue and cushion's still there. And the orange above monkey, Babylon. I don't think go. it is above Babylon. No, I think it's closing down. Or but the down. orange monkey is the best place to go. And I think the orange monkey shut down too. In the city center, Lena and I went research. there before the lockdown for sure. Like not too long before the lockdown. Oh, that's a nice date night. It was a nice date night, actually. Yeah, and they had UFC playing on the TVs. It was like a real, real night out. Real thing, huh? Yeah. I said a real night out. Yeah, it was a good night out. What else you got, Kamar? My last point actually is, um, I think Joe. It'd be interesting if Joe got the girl that told him the uh, Sam Kinison bit on the podcast, because she's sort of like uh, important in him become a stand-up comedian she's the reason why joe is famous today i wouldn't go that far i think his hard work and a lot of factors but uh she's referenced a lot she exists i think that'd be cool a real joe schmo but uh, i just don't uh, see how that pod i just don't see how that podcast is going to be longer than like 20 minutes without it turning into her asking joe a ton of questions like, what's he going to ask her? Why would we be interested? What has she been up to? La, la, la. I don't know. I just, it, she. What has she, she been up to? Like, well, whatever, man. She's like, <laughs> uh... How about this? How about this, Kamar? Here's a compromise. Jamie goes, films her doing the bit today. Post it on Spotify. I think Instagram might be a better platform. But anyways, I, I he talked about it at the end, and that's how I got him. Uh, comedy, and I just thought that'd be an interesting get. But no, I, I don't think it'd be interesting to listen to, but it'd be neat. Fun what's for her, pe- maybe. What's Peacock? Peacock? It doesn't matter. I hear a lot of talk about Peacock. Oh, it's uh, NBC's streaming platform. That's why The Office moved to Peacock. Gotcha. Except and, in and Canada. To, we still have it on Netflix. Yes, we do still have it on Netflix. Yeah. Because we don't have Peacock. Force people to Peacock. Well, it's not forcing. It's, listen, this is why Netflix from the beginning started dumping tons of money into their own programming. Because they knew from the beginning that it it didn't take anything for these big corporations to do what they're doing. Everyone would see what they're doing eventually and just... And that's all they're doing is every company now... Yeah, they're just saying, we're going to take it all back. It's funny because Canada's in a weird spot where most of the time we don't get the good shit. But there's times like this where we get to keep the good shit because we don't have that licensing deal or we don't have the peacock here or whatever. Like HBO, for example, I get all of the HBO shit with my Crave subscription. If you're in the States right now, you need HBO and HBO Max. You have to subscribe to like an extra thing to get the goods. So, you know... It's on HBO Max. I don't know. If you go, like, log on, you'd have to go check, but like a lot of the really good stuff, Simon, is on HBO Max. Is it like the more gritty stuff that's on HBO Max or that's not how it's... Uh, I, I don't want to lie to you. I don't want to... I, I, I just don't I know. I mean, I get it all anyways because I'm like you. I have Canadian crave. That's what I'm saying is th- there's... It's rare 
that like we're like oh it's a sick scenario we're in in canada but that's this is one of the few dude there was nothing better than being a kid on vacation in florida or whatever and eating cereals you'd never seen before chocolate bars you didn't know existed and television like they had cartoons all through the day all the time things like superhero shows i didn't know existed like everyone criticizes it but everyone wants to be there what a country Oh, I love the States. No joke. It's good for a vacation. That wraps up my notes on Michael Costa. That's it for Costa? Okay. It's a two. Oh, you're do- oh, you're okay. You've rated it a two as well. Oh no. Yeah, actually I, I, I was speaking French, set two, and that's it. But I actually funny enough, I also give it a two because I thought there could have been more comedy not comedy central, uh the daily show, anything like that. But I think there might have been agreement. Let's not talk about that stuff. Maybe he has an obligation not to talk about it or something. What was the last podcast this week? It was Tony Hinchcliffe and then... Mark Normand. Oh, Mark Norman, Right. Okay. What do you rate it, Simon? Um, I'll give it a... Two as well. We have an agreement. No. Uh, I'm going to give it a three. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a contrarian. I'm trying to work with you guys here. No, I just, I, I personally, I uh, I don't know. I thought, I didn't think the week was that strong. And I thought, I kind of thought this one was one of the better ones of the week. Was maybe the better one of the week. I could not disagree more. Yeah, fair enough. I, I actually think this one was a two and a half. I was trying to get that agreement button, but two and a half. Okay. I thought this one was way more about Joe than Michael Costa. He did come as funny to me. I'm not going to check out a special, but I'm sure he's a nice guy. See, here's yeah, my problem. Wait, I wanted great. to bring this up because this is I, this I find interesting that you say that. Listening to this guy, I thought the whole time. Are you looking under his nose? Yeah, it looks like he's doing coke. Yeah, it looks like he's. I know it looks like he's been doing dingers all morning. Like he's been French kissing the you. you. Looks like you've been French kissing the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> it's just the light shining. It's not you. I know you haven't been doing yacht. It's way too early. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Mary's laughing in the background. Um, so Kamara, this I thought was interesting. There's a lot of guys that come on that are left-leaning comedians that maybe you think haven't put in the work that you shit on that you think are trying too hard. This guy to me didn't try to make one joke the whole time. And I thought you'd at no, least no, appreciate that. It seemed like he was just there to be just, I'm just a guy here to just to have a chat. And I appreciated that. I thought you would too, but I guess I was, uh, I no, was... no, I, I actually do appreciate that. I, I, I figured he was a left guy, but it, I didn't feel like it was jammed down my throat or anything. I just thought he's from the daily show. That would be something we'd talk about. He had one zinger too, where Joe just didn't care for it or pick up on it. I can't remember, but I laughed my ass off. I wish I could remember it. I hate fucking non sequiturs like that. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess we've all rated it, right? Yep. All right. Um, we should probably take a break, uh, pay some bills, and then uh, we'll come back for the uh, second half of the first show of 2021. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize that first show of 2021. I knew. <laughs> I knew that was coming. All right. We will uh, be right back. Guys, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. What interferes with your happiness? Are you feeling depressed? You feel anger? Maybe it's anxiety, stress eating away at your life. Maybe it's a self-esteem issue. Uh, Do you feel like there's something preventing you from achieving your goals? 
I know for me, uh, I had a wicked drinking problem in my 20s, and uh, it would have been nice if there had been someone there to help. Luckily, I overcame it, and I can tell you right away, I feel much better. That's where BetterHelp comes in. Uh, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own professional licensed therapist. Uh, it's so convenient. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. Uh, you can usually start communicating with someone in under 24 hours. So that's good. You'll get that timely and thoughtful help that you need. Uh, this is not a self-help website. It is professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor at any time. Uh, as well, you can schedule weekly and video phone sessions. Um, we know that during COVID, the last thing you want to do is be going into a doctor's office, sitting in a waiting room, putting on the mask. Um, no one wants that. That's where BetterHelp is perfect. It's all done online, super convenient. Uh, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they offer financial aid, and they're available worldwide, which is wonderful. Uh, there's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available locally in many areas. You never know. You may live in a rural area. Um, they may not have a specific type of uh, counselor that you're looking for. So that's where BetterHelp also comes in handy. Uh, they offer licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, as you name it. That's a lot of checked boxes. Uh, anything you share is, of course, confidential. Uh, the website is convenient, professional, affordable. They do have testimonials on their website if you want to go check it out. Uh, they have so many people using BetterHelp right now that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So also, if you're a counselor and uh, you're having tough times during COVID, maybe head over to BetterHelp and see if you can get yourself a job. You never know. Uh, if you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E. Join over 1 million people taking charge in their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash J-R-E-E for your 10% discount off your first month. Guys, go check them out. Thank you so much. Guys, this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Lucy Nicotine. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Research developed for three years. It is made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three lovely flavors. They have wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy has also created a lozenge that has four milligrams of nicotine, and it comes in a cherry ice flavor. Each one of these flavors tastes incredible. Trust me, like I said, I've tried the pomegranate. It is incredible. The best part about this product, it's convenient and discreet. You can enjoy this product anywhere, anytime, on a flight, at work, on the go, even in the gym. Guys, it's 2020. It's time to get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple. You don't even have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. The JREE listeners, go to lucy.co, that's L-U-C-Y dot C-O, and use the promo code J-R-E-E to get yourself 20% off all products, including the gums and lozenges. Again, that's lucy.co, and use the promo code J-R-E-E at checkout. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, don't forget that promo code J-R-E-E. And we're back. Thank you, sponsors. 
1586. Yes. We're back, y'all. No, he's looking for you to say Tony Hinchcliffe. Tony, the Golden Pony, Hinchcliffe. Now, normally I used to listen to uh, Kill Tony all the time. Yeah. So when Tony came on, it uh, just didn't do it for me. But uh, I re I really enjoyed this podcast, even though he was on just a little while ago. My whole problem is like this and the Mark Norman one. It seemed like it was just all inside baseball comedy talk, shop talk, if you will. It was so much shop talk. I had trouble taking notes. And that's why I thought the first one was the best of the of the week for me was just because if you're not a stand-up comedian yourself, which I'm not, yeah, 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 then it's a lot of shop talk. I totally agree with Matt. That's what I thought too. I thought the first one was much more rounded. These ones were so <coughs> comedy heavy yeah. that um for the layman it could be it could be uh arduous to listen to. And Joe keeps going with this um analogy of you know, now that I've back, been back around comedians and we're always ribbing each other and saying the worst shit and blah, blah, blah. That's just friends. Like, that's... Do you, do you know what I mean? I, I think he's conflating, like, comedians and just his closer friends into one thing. Because we say the worst shit to each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree, but I mean, all his friends are comedians, so but maybe it's a... I mean, I'm sure the things they say are <coughs> funnier, but I don't know if they're necessarily more, like, harsh. Yeah, he might just be stating the obvious. Good point. Um, have you guys ever watched uh, Chris Cuomo on CNN? No, I don't watch CNN. I mean, I've seen him. He is the worst. I don't like those Cuomo brothers. Nobody likes the Cuomo brothers except for the Cuomo brothers. But I just, I, I, uh, I like Tony shitting on them. As an Italian, he prefaced as well. I didn't know Hinchcliffe was an Italian name. It isn't. It I isn't. Think I think it's his mother's name. Yeah, yeah he's half Italian. I get his it. His dad's yeah. Italian. Um, but on the topic of news, I'm like, I'm not going to go postal or anything, but the news has got to change its tone. Do you guys not agree? I don't Expand watch the news, that. so I don't, I mean. That's fair. Uh, well, no, it's just, it's still fucking massive fear porn. Like, they should start talking about uh, good things or, like, numbers could have been worse or anything. Like, <laughs> it, it's just doom and gloom still. And You're I don't talking think about COVID? Good. Obviously. Are you talking about American think, news networks as well, or are you talking... Oh, C Canadians just as bad, but yeah. Okay, that's why I, I was... agree, Kamar. It is a lot of fear porn, but at the same time, the second that you, like, loosen your viewpoints, then people just go nuts, man, and they just, like... And then we get stuck with these massive spikes in this thing, and, like, you, wouldn't you just be happy to go back to normal? Well, it's funny, because we were talking about the year-end review, like, I think the world has sort of ended for all intents and purposes that we knew. It will never be the same. Um, so you guys were spot on in the world ending within five years. But I just think they should try to start communicating some sort of optimism. 
I mean, I'll agree with you that there's definitely now PC, like pre-COVID, you know, as a, in our vernacular. Yes. And after <laughs> the 2020 for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think the news has got to think about changing its tone instead of it. I, I understand your point that they have to say that so people will like uh, behave or adhere or comply or whatever, but uh, it's, it's not good for anyone's psyche. If you just get on there and you're like, uh, the numbers were wrong, everybody's fine, get out there, like, then what happens? No, I don't think that far. Just start talking about the future and just some positivity. That's all I ask. Uh, I'm sure it's not going to happen. Uh, then they talked about restaurants, blah, 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 blah. That's the biggest thing. Like, uh, it's been a lot on Joe Rogan. He likes eating out. And likes rubbing it in people's faces that he's uh, enjoying restaurants in good old Texas. Well, I mean, I you know, those are people's businesses. Yeah, like listen, I was you know when we first locked down when this thing first started. Um, you know, I was on the side of airing on on the on the cautious side, and I was you know I was like you know it sucks that some people are going to lose their business, but you know unfortunately this is kind of how it has to be. But now we're at the point where this is just obscene. Like, it really seems oh, like they're going oh, really? out of... Yeah, it seems like they're going out of their way to put certain businesses out of business. And I don't... There's no rhyme or reason. And again, when you see politicians putting these things in place and then doing another thing, it's extra. Um, I don't know if you... Well, so, let me... Go ahead. So, sorry, Matt. I was no, going to no. say, let me ask you this. Um, you see, like, when they were trying to pass that bill to get people money, how, like everybody takes that opportunity to slip in every little bill they can. Is it that far-fetched to believe that, like, the same kind of premise would hold true to what's now going on in different economies and, like, what's allowed to stay open? Like, everybody has an agenda, obviously. And they're not, like, nobody's so, like, righteous that they're above doing these really shitty things. I... I just think that when this idea of like shutting down small business to keep large business open, that seems like uh, like they're doing that on purpose for something. Because like you said, it doesn't seem like a very logical response. To me, the logical response is... Kamar, are you unplugged in the headphone area? I did, can you tell that shit? Yeah, right away. Um... Just give it a sec, Sai. It's all good. Yeah. Go on. I can hear you. There. We, yeah, we just don't want the feedback. There, we're good. He's good. You're good. What was I saying? I don't know. I, I can rewind the tape. No, I, it doesn't matter. I, that's that's how long my attention is. Like, it doesn't make sense that Walmart oh, yeah. open. Right. So Walmart gets to stay open where you have all these people together, some of them like um, not wearing masks on purpose, and then you have these smaller businesses where you could definitely stop a no-mask person from coming. It's just more controllable, right? You, you only have six people in a store at a time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, listen. Uh, Why here... is there feedback all of a sudden? Yeah, I don't know. It's me. Sorry, boys. So... Simon, here's an interesting thing. When we first locked down... Sorry, I think my headphones are broken. Okay. 
say something, Simon? Yeah. Okay. So it's only when Kamar talks now. Weird. Yeah. It, okay, either way, uh, when we first locked down, um, they closed, like, skate parks and shit. And this door skate parks. Yeah. And then this time I noticed when they locked down, I was reading the lockdown stipulations. Skate parks are definitely open right now. But again. So Matt, get this. So we went to walk the dog. Oh, that's going to be the end of the podcast, unfortunately. Um, at the, I, we went to walk our dog at Bruce pit. Yeah. There were so, first of all, there were so many cars. You had to park on the street. It was all because of the toboggan hill. Yeah. Because in the dog park, nobody's near each other if they don't want to be, right? Like, it's huge. Mm -hmm. But there were so many tobogganers, shoulder to shoulder to shoulder to shoulder. Like, so, I mean, outside is great, but if you're... And then I was looking at people on hockey rinks, too. Like, if they're actually worried about... Um, you know, mouth-to-mouth -mouth transmission, you can actually see the breath coming out of people's mouth and going into other people's mouth. It's like watching spirits getting sucked in, you know? Brown's Inlet is packed with hockey players. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's... It, again, it's like they're really worried about some things and totally just like, ah, oh, we'll just ignore that. And the things they're really worried about are the. We got to, uh, Kamar, you got to figure something out or we got to stop. It's making a noise. Yeah, Dude, can we can we hear it. We... For two seconds. Um, yeah. Okay, let's do that and figure this out. All right, we're going to figure something out. We'll be right back. Okay, hopefully we figured this out. Go ahead, boys. Sorry. Sorry about that. There we go. So yeah, if there was a problem with the podcast, I mean, I just, I really miss Tony and uh, it's uh, significant that he's now moved to Austin. Like, it's big. There's a massive shift. But he kept his place in LA, I guess, right? I, I, I don't remember him talking about that. I'm just like, I don't think the comedy store is done necessarily, but... Oh, it seems I like it might like be. Texas is going to be a new hotspot. The spot. In for fact. sure. And I mean, Joe is talking like they got some really big plans, but I don't think the comedy store is going to be done. I think just like whoever was saying, you're going to see, you know, it'll just go through a transition now. It'll be not the AAA people. It'll just be A people for a while. And those people will become really good and that'll be their home base. And it's all a big cycle. It was interesting how they talked about how that uh, documentary came out about the comedy store which would have blown it up, but then this happened. Yeah, it's almost a right. series we all saw. But it was already huge. Like, you couldn't even get <clears> tickets, <throat> could you? Well, it's just going to get bigger. Would have. Mm. It's just an interesting transition, and um, I think Tony was sort of bummed for a bit there in L.A. Just fighting against the machine or whatever. I mean, not everyone in L.A. seems bummed. And then you watch all like your friends leaving and having a great time in Texas, eating out and doing comedy, like, and you're living in the place where that's supposed to be the case. That's why you go to LA. It's like to a false bill of goods. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the interesting things he said, and I think in Canada, it's pretty consistent across the country. Uh, like, not every province is necessarily locked down, but it's pretty consistent. 
but the differences in America, like one state's locked down, the other's open. It, it really, I wonder how that's going to affect people. Yeah, I totally, I mean, I know I'm going to answer my own question here, but like, so my brother who was so uber cautious about everything, right? Like over the top cautious yeah. ends up getting sick. And then you have these comedians that are flying all over the world and like still touring and blah, blah, blah. And like, no problem. It's just weird. It's, uh, yes and no though. To but... answer my own question, there are so many, 90 whatever percent of people are asymptomatic. Of course that makes sense. Yeah, but Simon, you're also forgetting too that like your brother is a dude who like works fucking 20 hours a day, barely sleeps. Like, oh, for sure. He it was like a Michael Yo type of scenario. Yeah, that's what Maddie. I'm saying. Like, yeah, the, you know, oh, no, for, for sure, for sure. Like, like, but it's still weird. It's still like I hear Tony talking and like, I guess he got it. So that's not a very good example. But uh, yeah. I'm like I'm you saying. Well, that's all I'm saying is you know, it, it, as cautious as you can be. If you have a super lowered immunity or uh, immune system, then you're more likely to. I don't know. And I really like again as a not as a non-practicing doctor. No, as a <laughs> never practiced doctor, um, I think it has to do with viral load. Like, it, it, if you're if you're next to a spreader who like coughs on you as opposed to like getting it in a grocery store through your mask. I just, well, it also depends if, this, if the spreader has a lot in them. Well, that too, this is what viral load. It's like, that's the, the word for the year for sure. And the new <laughs> name of my band. That's a good name for a band. Yeah, man. Do you think everyone should get high when they try to do I think Sorry, everyone should when? get high what when, Kamar? Everyone should get high when they turn 18. Like you have to choose a drug? Yeah. And you have to do it? Yeah. How about just weed? Super, supervised, whatever. Like there's no there's no real risk. He's fine with it being weed, Simon. He's just saying they line up one of everything in front of you. No, no. I was saying, though, like, um, you know, asking somebody to do heroin the day they turn 18, that's like a big ask. But... Just smoke a bowl, you know? It's not that big a deal. Yeah, I don't think necessarily heroin, but, I mean, if it was under, like, a total supervised situation, but there's no way you're going to die. I, I was thinking of more mushrooms and weed, but yeah. I think everyone should just know. Uh, therefore, they could have their opinion about it more I'll, I'll informed. Give, I'll give a free plug to some place I know nothing about, but for some reason their ad came up on, like, my uh, something Reddit or I don't know. Um, it was called Field Trip, and it was one of these new fancy you go and have a psychedelic experience. So they're coming, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. And you can already see, like, it's exactly what you're talking about, Kamar, and it's exactly the DMT trip I'm looking for. Oh, I can't wait for you to do that. I just I just think it'd be, it'd be like an educational thing, not a uh, necessarily... Uh recreational thing dude i'm just yeah. imagining now i'm imagining like <clears throat> you know how those parents used to send their kids to like boot camp and like the the dudes would show up in the middle of the night and like drag them off now i'm picturing like three hippies walking into your room at like 4 a.m being like 
hey, we're going to need you to come with us. Don't worry. Don't fret. Then they take you into the woods. Yeah, they take you to the woods. Here's some mushrooms. Your parents told us to do this. It's okay. You know, and you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) At this point now, I think it's the best option. No, I, I, I mean, I am so like of all the things to watch and be like, wow, this is actually happening for the betterment of people. I really think this psychedelic thing, like making it feel safe for people. That's why I think there are so many people like me out there who are dying to have these experiences, but are like stymied by the, you don't want to um, do it in a back alley. Well, yeah. And just the, it's not regulated by anybody and it's a little scary. It's like a crapshoot, you know, you have to be a certain type of daredevil to, and I I mean that in the best way, like, to not give a fuck, you know, mm-hmm. to just take the shot or take the hit or whatever. I hope, but you take that. that fear out of it. And I think you're like opening the door. Like you take that stress away and right away, it's a whole different feel to it. So Simon, this is so interesting that you're saying this. Cause I'm, I'm having, I was watching an episode of the nine club last night, that skateboard podcast. And this Canadian kid who rides for Powell Peralta just released a part. Now, this kid skates like Rodney Mullen, but he also does insane. Like, he Smith grinds a, probably like a 35 stair handrail while also okay. in his part doing Rodney Mullen type shit. The reason I bring it up is because this kid wears a helmet throughout his whole part. Everything. Even the weird little Rodney Mullen shit where you're like, you don't need a helmet for this, buddy. Now... Apparently, after a deeper dive, he has some, uh, like, I have the same thing, actually. I should wear a helmet when I do anything, any physical activity. I'm supposed to wear a helmet. I don't, because I was raised on this pussies wear helmet shit. Because um, if I get a concussion, it could be my last, just because of the previous concussion history I have. So I guess this kid has the same thing, so he actually wears the helmet. But they, they were discussing, they were like, you know, I would never go out into the streets and wear and wear a helmet skateboarding and he was like but i and one of them they're all pros but they were like but you know what i'd probably be more likely to try a 35 stair handrail fully padded up like helmet elbow knee you know what i mean like because then you're just the 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 risk of injury goes down so substantially and it's just an interesting thought because i'm thinking about it and i was like yeah i never would have wore pads back then but like if you were in the streets fully padded up you probably would have tried way more shit I would have for sure because I'm a huge pussy. Me too. But you know what I mean? But yeah. even someone like Broshack. It's such Jay- a weird stigma, eh? It is a weird stigma, well, right? Like this safe, like, like, oh, what do you want to be safe, pussy? Like <laughs> Jaws, Maddie. Imagine what kind of shit he would be doing if he had been wearing pads. Dude, that's, you know, like, that's what I'm saying is there's already people with a so screw the loose. sport is being stifled by style. Yeah. You could argue, yes. In but a way, style is a huge part of the sport. Stifled it's, by it's... style, another great band name. Oh, wow! Look at you go, stifled by style. Yeah, but so that's you know, it, I just I was thinking about it in comparison with the drugs. Like when you're able to do something safely, you'd be more, you'd be far more likely to do it, knowing yeah. that like, oh, there's no chance of me dying or overdosing or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and I could do like this. You, you might do the ayahuasca trip if you knew that the shaman wasn't going to be, you know, giving you a jerk off while you were fucking out cold. 
Or the opposite. You're like, I'm only doing it if the shaman's jerking me off. Well, then you have to go to a different type of clinic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Either way, I'm just, I'm with you. Like I, yeah. like there's a good example. Let's say, you know, peyote or ayahuasca. Like if someone came, if, if, if a, a doctor came to you and they were like, we have a chemical ayahuasca that we can administer, a clinical, thank you, that we can administer to you that A, you don't shit. There's no, no like shitting, no, no shitting, no puking. We've taken that. Look at Kamar pussies. <laughs> yeah, but, that's all I can think. But you know what I mean? So you take that out and, and again, maybe it has all these wild medicinal, so but the only problem with that. And as I'm thinking about it and Kamar saying pussy, I'm like, is that part? Like, do you need that? Struggle the struggle is part of the trip. The, but then I'm like, you know what? Those trips are probably so enlightening that like, Fuck you, man. You, people are saying you need the struggle because they did the struggle and they don't want you to have an easy time to get the answer. That's that exactly thought. what I was. That's Fuck exactly. That shit, that's exactly that where shit. I was going. You, you still have to try both ways to know if there's a difference. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know what? If I get 70% of the download without the shitting and the puking, I'll be just fine. That's this a good point, too. Two guys would rather press a button than jerk off. I, I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, it's, it's very true. Kamar. It's very true. Um, they were discussing who the worst Batman is or the best Batman. Okay, anyway, you want discuss to discuss it. Clooney. Clooney's the worst for sure. Well, what's okay, interesting? I didn't like. But Val I haven't. Hold on. At all. Well, well, that's it. It's Val Kilmer. It's he's Val Kilmer. Even, he's not even mentioned. He doesn't even make sense as a Batman. Ben Affleck looks very much like Bruce Wayne from the comic books. Like, very much. Um, okay, hold Roger on. Pa Robert Pattinson, young. Val Kilmer was an old, blonde, fat... Like, it didn't make any sense. Hold on, stop. I like Val Kilmer, though. This is the problem, and I knew this was going to be a problem. As soon as you said Val Kilmer, we are all clouded by what Val Kilmer looks like now. Talking about him in that movie, he was still kind of fat. I think you're adding an extra twenty that he's holding now onto that. Okay, you know what? I Fine, hear what you're saying, Matt. I'm gonna take the, the weight out of it. Okay. I don't, I don't like that. I'm right on that space. I can't. There you go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, I'll take the weight out of the ball game just for you, Maddie. Okay. First of all, he's blonde, so. Fuck that noise. Yeah. You're okay. gonna play that role. Dye your dye hair. Your stupid He's hair. a brunette. I can agree with that. Okay. If you're not even willing to dye your hair for the role, how can I buy no. and, but more than that, he was just a shitty Batman. I didn't like him. He only well, he only did it once, right? Just once. Oh yeah. yeah. One and done. But I just think it was evidence they didn't even think of him to consider him in the conversation. That's how bad he was. Who were the bad guys in uh that one? And Val Kilmer's, it, it was Jim yeah. Carrey and and uh, and, and Tommy and Lee Jones. Right? Yeah, great bad guys. <clears throat> no, because that Batman was so cheesily done. It was no, almost I, like the throwback. But those guys cast in those roles as Two Face and uh, the Riddler are great casting. I don't know how. I don't remember how it turned out, but. Okay, uh, listen, I get what you're saying. If Christopher Nolan casts them in those roles and he directs the film. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I can. I can get with that. But it, I mean, and no, no Robin in that one, right? No, that was the Cloontang one with uh, Mister Freeze. With, that uh, was extra cheesy. That's why that one was like the worst movie of them all. Was it? Was Was there no Robin in? I think Val they were Kilmer? trying to appeal to children. I don't think there was a Robin in the Val Kilmer. No. 
the the worst bad guy for sure was uh, Schwarzenegger. That whatever. Yeah, Mr. That Freeze, was Clooney, awful. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was just a cash grab. And Bane and somebody else and uh, Poison Ivy. Those were the three in. Uh, no. Bane wasn't he in the uh, Christian? Uh... Yes, but he was also like a bit character. He was Poison Ivy's bodyguard in. Oh. I'd have to fucking fact check you there, but I don't want to pull anything up because I'm afraid. Well, here I got my computer in front of me, so let me. Those those ones are useless. Those were all useless. Michael Keaton is the best. Okay, so do you think Michael Keaton is the best? Yeah, I do. I do, and I think he, I think he's one of the most underrated actors in Hollywood. Do you know? I think he's great, and I love that movie. Like I remember going to see that with my dad, vividly remembering as it ending thinking oh my god i wish there was more another two hours to this movie but that's because there had no really been superhero movies at that point yeah Christian it was ground, Bale groundbreaking and that whole batman again uh, so unfair so unfair is so good it's so unfair though we're comparing just it, sorry go ahead the we're comparing so just the batman the person it's that's what i'm saying simon is this comparison sucks and is tough because i agree with you those three movies are like leaps and bounds better than all the other Batmans. Even the one with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson, which is great. Those they're still way better, way better. And that's why it's way tough. More money, way more technology. It, it, that's why it's so tough to be like. I think if you again put Michael Keaton in Christian Bale's role, without the age, I think he still. I think he, I don't know. I think he does it better. I just love him. He's the best. Think about like when they had the lighting. Are you frozen, Simon? Oh yeah, he is frozen. Okay, I thought he was just oh, like I, I thought for sure he was just like really into what we were saying. I was like, man, Simon is like. No, can you guys hear me? Now we can. can yeah. He's taking <laughs> this Mr. Freeze thing too far. No, no, I, I lost you as soon as you started talking, Matt. It all went fucking to shit for me. So you want to repeat it, Simon? I literally the smartest thing ever. All we had on really? camera, all we had on camera was you like this, <laughs> like looking so excited. And I was like, is, Simon's really excited about what I'm saying right now. <laughs> um, uh, no, sorry. So I, I, I missed all that. I can't. I, what all I was saying was, if you put Michael Keaton in the in the Christopher Nolan movies. I think again, he ends up being a bet, just a, a better Batman. Um, you know what, Matt? You may be right. I, I mean, personally, I love the Christopher Nolan one. That's like a whole different fucking than ever been done. That's the Dark Knight, you know. Yeah. But Tim Burton is one of my favorite directors. The way he did it is, I love him. His both, interpretation you know? is fantastic. Like even the yeah. second one with the Penguin, I love that one. I know it didn't get the same yeah. kind of play that, but like as far as aesthetics go, and like the the Tim Burtonness of it, it's fucking awesome. Oh, listen, those those two movies reek of Tim Burton without a doubt. Batman Returns and uh, and Batman they they live in that like Tim Burton world. Uh, totally. Catwoman. And that's, that's why even the unbelievableness of like uh, some of the fight kind of I don't know whatever. It, it, you accept it because it's in this Tim Burton universe, you know? 
I love, what did they say? They were like, Batman's just some rich, <laughs> Batman's just technically a rich guy fighting poor people. <laughs> that was yeah, fucking uh, hilarious. It's always interesting, the other perspective. So I, I assume one of the movie games is going to be this, Kamar? Yeah, I think I was supposed to do The Color of Money or something, but uh, let's uh, let's do the movie game with the second Batman. Ooh, Danny DeVito. Wow. Uh, obviously, I have to check out for a second to uh, get my stats up. Hold on. We're also, for, we're totally forgetting. I, oh, Simon's gone again. I'm still here. Oh, no, it's I'm Kamar's here. gone what? again. Okay. Yeah. We're totally forgetting that Alicia Silverstone was in Batman and Robin as Batgirl with her bat nipples. That was the, that was the fourth one. The fifth. Well, the fourth. Sorry, yeah. No, I'm I'm including I'm including Adam West's 1966. Oh, don't don't include that. Um, anyways, that's the George Clooney one. That one was just a hot fucking mess. Yeah, of yeah. course. That's the one with Mister Freeze, like we were saying. This Terrible. Such a yeah. cash grab. And I don't know. Like, are you a fan of um, Robin? There. Uh, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. No. He was supposed to be yeah. a big deal, and he just fell apart. He was a big deal. He was like a heartthrob in the '90s there for a minute. He had he did some big some big roles. I and watched. Now, uh, he's second fiddle to LL Cool J. Yeah, on that uh, cop show. I watched uh, the Teen Titans on probably Netflix, maybe. Okay. <laughs> and that has like, um, did it have? Ro yeah, it has Robin in it, but also. Uh, Nightwing, you know, Robin turns into night. One of the Robins turns into Nightwing. Okay. In the comic books, Nightwing is like that. Uh, it's kind of like Batman, but without the cape. Okay. And no uh, cowl. Anyways, it's cool. I, I kind of like that show, man. It's like a gritty, you know, those. It's like the Daredevil, that whole kind of feel. I think I'd be happy if Michael Keaton had gone the whole way. Till the Dark Knight ones, which was stylistically different, so they had to change. Well, but, you also uh, you can't play Batman for twenty years. You know, it's like Bond. You gotta obviously. Yeah, it's the movie game where Matt and Simon go head to head to find out what year a movie came out, how much it cost to make that movie, can you guys and how much the movie made. Yes, I can. And this week it's Batman Returns with Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, you're doing the second one. Fucking weird. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's he's uh, making sure that nobody's cheating, Maddie, because we would have thought maybe he would have done the first one. Maybe he would have done Christopher Nolan, but nobody would have suspected this. <laughs> I, was, I was actually thinking of doing John Wick, but I think we've done it already. We have twice done it, I think. Exactly. So Keep it fresh, boys. Keep it fresh. year to start, right? Yeah. yeah, you first pick the year that it came out. Oh, you know what? Full disclaimer, I, I don't have it up, but I just was looking at the five Batman movies. Not anything to do with uh, um, box office, but year-wise. Well, I, appreci I appreciate you telling us you cheated. That's, that's very noble. Well, no, for year, I'm probably going to be at least within one, just given the... Uh, given well, you have no excuses. You're right, actually. Now that I think about it, I'm like, this is actually a lot of pressure. All right, I have a year down, but it's all fucking. I mean, this is all under uh, huge okay. asterisks here. I have ninety three. Okay, but Kamar's shaking his head, so 
It's not 93. That's good. We lost Simon. Oh, there we go. Can you hear me? Can yeah. you see me? Yeah, we have both. Uh, I lost you for a second. Am I back? Yeah. Okay. Is it your shitty um, internet that's doing this? So I have a year. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe my son's like playing. I have no idea. Okay. Yes, I'm sure it is, Matt. My that's fine. Sucks. Fuck Rogers. Yeah, I can get down with that statement all day. What year do you I have? I think I'm going to try moving. No, no. What year do you have? have? Don't fucking move. 1998. Oh, that's way off. 1992. 92. Okay. <laughs> Matt was close. For our listeners, Rogers isn't a person. It's a uh, cable company. It used to be a person. Well, I, Ted Rogers is a guy. Yeah, was a guy. I just, I just didn't want people to think Simon's butt fucking. All right, so Simon, uh, I was. What did you say, Matt? I'm sorry, I missed that one. He said 1993. I said 93, but I had all the movies up on like a website with their. So the original Batman, uh, Jack Nicholson was what? Uh, 89. 1989. Yeah, I was all fucked up. I see what I did wrong. Okay. 98. 98 was like Batman and Robin time. Kamar. As the judge, I need total impartiality. When you start fucking uh, verbally abusing me, it makes the whole game suspect. It's extremely unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, I but you know he's on your... never do that. Alex, Alex Trebek. Trebek. That's he's true. Dead. Rest in peace. Oh, Put some respect on that Best game. Show oh, we're going to lose Simon 100% here. Okay, Kamar, I'm going to write down my shit. And uh, we're going to hope that we can get Simon back here. No, he's just listening intently, I'm sure. Okay. Um, so the box office and the budget. Fuck, man. This is tough. You're back. No, you're not back, Simon. You're kind of back. Just mute yourself until you can fully get uh, everything back here. But while, you, while we have you, write down your shit. Write down your shit. We lose him again. Hey, so, I'm back. Yeah, this is fine. This is good. This is like that meme where everything's on fire and the dog's like, it's fine. This is fine. This is good. Thank you, listeners, for your patience. Um, okay, so uh, how much did I think it cost to make? Uh, Tim Burton, 92. Made. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I'm ready. I'm not. Hold on, hold on. Well, if you're ready, Simon, go. Oh, no. No, 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 no. My bad, my bad. All right, I'm ready. Sorry. Go ahead, Sai. You first. Oh, my God. I just have no idea on the budget. Um, okay. I said it cost $32 million to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kamara didn't like that. It must have cost way more than that. <laughs> you can see me. Fuck. Yeah, you know what? I'm sick of you, man. Um, and I said it grossed 180. We're pretty close, Cy. We're pretty close, which means if you're way off, I'm way off. I said it cost 36.4 million to make, and then it made 142.7. Yeah, it cost 80 million to make. Sweet Jesus. And made 282 million. Okay, no no winner there. Excellent stuff. No winners today, but no it's winner. all the same. Can we play the other movie game? Uh, if we can get Simon back here. Otherwise, it's just going to be me and I'm you. I'm back. Oh, I'm back. There we I go. Just, uh, I don't know who won that movie game. I just feel so disjointed from the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, 
who won? Oh, neither of us. It was eighty well, million. Was eighty million to make it. Two hundred eighty-two box office. Christ, yeah. Not okay. in the neighborhood. Yeah, when neither of us were close. So. No harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. Okay, Simon. We're gonna play you the other movie you say Simon. a movie first, Simon. How about that? Okay. Just any movie? No. We started with... Uh, yes, any... Michelle Pfeiffer. Or a movie. Michelle you could start it with a movie too, couldn't you? You could, but I was I try to take uh, actor from okay. the movie game that we play. Gotcha. Catwoman. That's not a... Fu- is, that, is that a movie? No, that was her character in Batman oh, Returns. Gotcha. You fucking... No, 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 no. no. Loon. Gotcha. Batman Returns. This guy, this guy sucks at this. Uh, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Why is that the end of the movie game? Because uh, we, we, Simon, we Batman Returns is where we got the actors from. Also, Simon, why does it sound like you're 10 miles away now? What's going on with you over there? What have you changed in the last five minutes? Why is it that I can't get either of you to just sit in one place with the same set of headphones and microphone in? I'm in the same place with the same... I just moved the phone over to try and get better reception, but I'll put it back in that shitty spot. If I had said if I had said Michelle Pfeiffer to you, Matt, what would you have said? Uh, Scarface. Yeah, and then I see Al Pacino, and we're off to the And next. then I see <laughs> <laughs> and I say John Goodman. Of a woman. So Matt, you go. Okay, uh, Chris O'Donnell. The juror, no one. <laughs> the advocate, I don't know. That guy's a putz. That guy's a putz. All right, so we're done. Losing. Oh, sorry, Kamara. There has Batman four. Yeah, he could have said Batman and Robin. Yeah. And then I would have said George Clooney. No, you'd have to say Batman Forever. It isn't actually Batman 4. No, it's Batman and Robin. It's not Batman and Forever. It's Batman and Robin is the one he's in. Batman Forever is... um, Val Kilmer. Blonde. Yeah, Kilmer. The worst of all the Batmans. All right, what else do you have for Uh, Tony Hinchcliffe there? Timothy Dalton of James Bond. Even worse, he's the Pierce Brosnan of James Bond. No, Pierce Brosnan is better than Timmy Dalton. Come on. And there oh, was yeah, a guy worse. Right. There was a guy worse than Timothy Dalton too. The guy that played Bond once and got married in the movie. I know, but that doesn't really. If you play Bond once, like obviously you suck, you know. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> else has a run of at least like five movies, and you only play one. I think Dalton only did it once too, didn't he? No, no. I think he had a couple. License to Kill. What was the other one? You have to look. He might have been two. I don't know. I could be wrong. Hmm. It's ironic. We did this two weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, okay. Anyway, studio thing. Friday What's your f- movie game? Just no, what no is your? I, I want the fans to know what is your favorite chocolate bar. I knew this was going to come up. I knew this was going to come up. That is a tough question. You know what I'll I? Tell you. To be honest, what I normally go for is a score. Yes, I realize you've had this conversation before, and I knew that. Can I tell you what my favorite chocolate bar is? And it's something they just invented. You must. It's They're called Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Thins Dark Chocolate. So they're dark chocolate peanut butter cups, but they're half a peanut butter cup. Like in, not cut in half, like sliced down the middle almost, you know? Sounds fancy. It's the perfect amount of chocolate, the perfect amount of peanut butter. And I'm with Joe. If you really want to splurge, you take that and you dip it right into peanut butter. Yeah, that's living a good life for sure. 
I cannot. Uh, dark chocolate is fucking awful. So don't listen to anything what? Simon's saying. Yeah, what do you mean, what? Oh, dark chocolate uh, is dark trash. Chocolate. This is Hershey's dark chocolate, Matt. So it's not like, um, like fancy dark chocolate, you know? It's just better than their milk chocolate. Okay. So Timothy Dalton. Um, Three or four? Two. Oh. According to this, it was The Living Daylights and License to Kill. That makes sense. License to Kill. Wow. Wow. Okay. This doesn't make any sense, though. It says here Sean Connery. No, um, I thought License to Kill was um, Roger Moore. No, that's View to a Kill. Yeah, that's a View, view to a to Kill. View to a Kill. Yeah. They're so similar. Thank you, Kamara. This also says well, that Sean Connery came back to play him in 1983. Yeah, Never Say Never Again. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Is that why it's called that, Kamara? Because he Cause said he'd never come he back. Said he said he'd did. never do it again, yeah. No, that's why the movie's actually called that? I believe so. Maybe that's it. Hold on, hold on. Let me get this straight, too. They released two James Bond movies in 1983 with two different James Bonds? What in the fuck? Who were the two James Bonds? Octopussy in 1983, starring Roger, Roger Moore. Moore. Yeah. Which came out June 6th. And then Never Say Never Again, starring Sean Connery, October 6th of 83. Like fucking. Oh, that's... Well, well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Sean Connery was before Roger Moore. Yes, this is yeah. why I'm saying this is weird. He came back. But now retirement. you're saying he came back for more than one movie. No, just no. no Roger Moore. Roger Moore played James Bond in 1983 <laughs> in Octopussy. Okay. Sean Connery also played him. He came back to play him in 1983. In Never Say Never Again. Yes. But okay. Roger Moore in 85 was Bond and in 81 was Bond. Huh. Wow. Wow. But I told you that whole thing I heard about James Bond, right? That the number is the... Like, James Bond is, an, is 007. It changes with all the people. There is no James Bond. What? What are you talking about? Okay, we look at it like um, James Bond. There are different James Bonds, but they're all playing the same role, right? They're all James Bond. They just kept changing the actor around. But they're always 007. But they're, I know, but what I'm saying is James Bond is like, James Bond 007 is that changes with all the different people who become that that job i'm so fucking lost I'm sounds like you're, you're the master of the obvious yeah you're not explaining this but it's fine you still sound no, 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 no. okay i'm gonna try this one last time okay so call on me i get it um james bond right now is one person mm -hmm. it's one man mm -hmm. one human being yeah i'm okay? with you there's yeah. only one 007, James Bond. Yeah. There might be another 007, because 007 is licensed to kill, right? No. No, double O, double O is licensed to kill. Okay, double O is licensed to kill. So fine. James Bond, we've seen different iterations of James Bond. Um, Roger Moore, Sean Connery, Timothy Dalton, whoever the new guy is, Pierce Brosnan. We assume that all of those 
playing James Bond. Okay. They're all the same person. They're all playing the same person. Yes. Okay. Don't look at it that way. Look at James Bond 007 as the job. So when Roger Moore becomes 007, James Bond, he might have been in real life, we'll never know because his backstory is erased, he might have been Timothy LeBlanc. Uh. He becomes James Bond. And if you look at it that way, it totally makes sense why we have all these different James Bonds in the movies. Yeah, and why helps. we could have a female James Bond. It would all make sense. So it's yeah, like... Um, no, it, it wouldn't. They, well, I mean, maybe. Okay, fine, whatever. So it's like... Uh, what do you call it? Um, it's like Jason Bourne. That wasn't his name. That was just the name they gave him. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Right. Okay. And that's how you could definitely have two James Bond in the same year. Simon didn't like my analogy there. Either way. All right, well, well are we done with Tony? Yeah, we're done. Yeah, yeah, welcome to to Texas, Tony. uh, I enjoy this one. I give it a three and a half. Don't get me wrong. I like this one. I just thought it was so heavy on the shop talk. Um, But I like Tony, and yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give it a three. Simon? I'm going to give it a 2.5. And um, I like this one a lot more than the Norman one. And not to say that I like Hinchcliffe more than Norman. I just, I'm with you, Maddie. I I didn't hate this one. Yeah, okay. Let's Shop move on. talking COVID. Let's move on to the last one of the week. 1587. Mark Norman. Hey, big guy. He is just always on. Like Kraken Wise? Yeah, yeah. It's never off with him. Ever. Ever. Which is uh, fine. I don't I'm not saying I have a problem with that. It's just that's my that's my observation. There's a brief mention of Brian Callan at the very beginning. Mark was talking <laughs> about how we don't care if you have a scandal, if you're a comic, we'll still joke around with you in the cafe or whatever. Yeah, and Joe said, so, Yeah, when I see Brian Callan, I still give him a big hug. Which was weird because I was like that? Yeah, which was weird because I was yeah. like, Yeah, but you won't have him back on your show. So yeah. will you say his name? Well, that he did, so. Simon, you're still coming in. You're still coming in very low. And no video, but that's fine. We don't care about the video. And no video. Everything's like exactly I'm I'm over <laughs> your face. I'm It's probably your shit internet. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. Because you're a there Jew. Was... No, there's tons. <laughs> There's Sorry, tons on. of divorce talk in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, my wife I, even made a comment about it. I hope everything works out and everything's good with Joe. <laughs> how it's not, but, but it just, it, it, a lot of divorce talk. I was listening to this podcast in the car and Halima said, and my wife said, why does Joe hate women so much? Because <laughs> <laughs> And then we got a... into a whole thing about the gender pay gap. And I hate it because it just points out how stupid I am that, like, I can't argue it properly. <laughs> and then I have to, like, pull up an article. And then I, it just, it's not good. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Just yeah, stay in foot. lane. So you're, saying Halima, so you're saying Halima won that battle? Maybe a little bit of tennis. It's not winning or losing, Matt. It's no matter what. 
even if I win, I come out looking like an asshole. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Most gotcha. guys do when they want to defend that point. Yeah, that's what I mean. It just doesn't seem like a defensible thing. And it's not a hill I want to die on. I don't know enough about it. I'm not, like, well-versed in it. I don't. I get all my information from woman hater Joe Rogan. And I just, you know. Gotcha. And there's no gain to, to win that argument. No, no. Because if I win, I don't win. You lose. You know? Yeah, lose. exactly. Happy wife, happy life. I thought there was a bit of a matrix moment when uh, Mark mentioned uh, listening to earlier episodes while people were looser and stuff. Yeah. Before they were had names. That's sort of like our throwbacks, which are still up on the Patreon, anyone who wants to know. And we've commented many times that he, that is even true for Joe. Well, how could it not, though? I mean, you have a much smaller platform. You can get away with saying... <clears throat> You know, just more. Well, it's just, it's very noticeable, though. I mean, we lucked out by doing all those throwbacks to really, like, wow, this thing used to be wild. It's definitely a lot more uh, uh, reined in, if I could, if that makes a sense. You know, you know what I've really noticed, Kamar? Maybe this will support your point. Uh, as I listen to more and more um, of Lex's podcast, and he yes. has a lot of repeat guests that have been on Joe Rogan and you really get like how guarded people are when they go on Joe Rogan. Like even in a three hour open form interview, everybody's aware of the scope of the audience. And we think that's only just because it's so big now. I think it's only because it's so big, but when it was not so big and you felt like you could say whatever, you're going to get way more honest interviews for sure. That's fair. So, I mean, I think I've mentioned that a long time ago. It's, it's a shame. I mean, it's good for Joe and the, the success of the podcast, but there was a, definitely a sweeter spot um, when he wasn't so big. Well, yeah. I think you're also forgetting, like if you're, <laughs> let's say you're a big time author who's maybe on the edgier side and you're going on a podcast that you're like, oh, this thing has a reach of like 50,000 people and it's a really niche audience. You might be more open to saying whatever's on your mind. Whereas if you're like, oh, I'm going on the biggest podcast in the world, you know, you might be kind of in this day and age, especially you might be foolish to just, you know, kind of go off as you, you normally you have would. have to check yourself. It also shows you, though, how cancel culture has actually unfortunately worked over the last. Because you can argue that the size of the show got bigger, but. It's not just that, because like we went back and we realized there's a lot of stuff that Joe used to say that he'll that he would never say anymore. It's definitely yeah. cancel culture too. I agree. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. just not well. Yeah. We could call it a self censorship to avoid the headache. Yeah, but that's it working. Yeah. Oh no, it, it is. But I, I, one thing I'll say, like. As far as stand-up goes, because this one is also a lot of shop talk heavy, you can still make crazy jokes. You don't get canceled on stage. No. Well, the so, other thing, too, is, like, keep in mind, too, if you're a nobody, you can make all the jokes you want. Yes. You can't take something if someone has nothing. That's what I'm saying. Like, I could go up on stage right now and make fucking abortion, rape, uh, racist jokes till the fucking cows come home. There's nothing that can be taken away from me. You know what? I don't have a fucking job right now. So that's really you, where... Sorry, go ahead, Kamar. You may get booed or, or something. Sure, but, my uh, feelings might get hurt or someone might like it, accost me after the show, worst case scenario. But you know what I mean? Like, 
yeah, you have to have something to take away for people to want. And that's the case. One of the things they were talking about is when you're on stage and you mean to say something and it doesn't get the laugh you want. And then you don't mean to say something and it does get the laugh. And it's like, what am I doing here? <laughs> it's, it's such a, it defeats your purpose. Like, you know what though, Kamar, I, I find that like often I, I will think of something that I think is really witty and it gets no play from you. And then I'll say something off the cuff that I don't find funny at all. And it gets like a boisterous laugh from you. And, I, and that's just, everyone is different in what they find funny, what they laugh at. Sometimes it's the cadence of the way someone says something. You know, it's not even, how, it's not even what they said. It's how they said it. Uh, I don't the know. Timing too. Yeah. Just the, the snap delivery. The mood you're in. It could also be something that you personally heard earlier that reminds you of that. You know what I mean? It could be just a non sequitur that you personally are like, oh, that reminds me. I don't know. And like the funniest things you've ever said, the funniest bits you've ever had, Kamar, are not on stage. They're in real life. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I think that's true too. And, and it's, it's really hard to, I mean, this is what makes the greats harness that energy and like recreate it in front of people. And that's why I guess you need an audience and why the Zoom just will never, you know, be enough. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think there, this may be a start of Zoom comics. That will never be me, but I think it might be a new medium. The, the same way there are TikTok boxers, there'll be Zoom comics. I, I think it's possible, for better or for worse. Uh, do you guys wonder what, like, I mean, now he's moved, obviously. But Dom Herrera used to be a mainstay, right? <laughs> well, he hasn't been for years, though. I know. I, I just wonder why. I think age. So I think age has. Era. I think age has a lot to do with it. Or he doesn't want to do it. Because <coughs> I, I guess know. he's sort of like a broken record and just talks about the same thing. An old guy like me telling jokes to an eighteen-year-old girl in the crowd. Hey, Simon, welcome back. I'm back. Well, wasn't he doing Kill Tony for a long time too? He doesn't really do that. Oh, he he kills on Kill Tony when he did do it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it feels like it's been a while since he's been on that too? That reminds me, we didn't get to talk about it earlier. I forgot, or we got sidetracked. <coughs> I paid for the two bears, one cave New Year's Eve special, and it fucking didn't work. And you paid? Well, keep in mind they do the whole like, well, you can watch it for a whole month after, and it's like, yeah, but I, I actually bought it because I was bored New Year's Eve. And it started at 10.30, and I was like, oh, I'd like to watch this. I thought the only way to see Tom hurt himself was to pay for it. Yes. I didn't no. want to see that, to be honest. It's posted. No, I, I, I saw it. Where? Uh, I, I think it's just on YouTube. Maybe it was on Instagram or uh, Twitter. Don't forget, Simon. Once someone posts something somewhere on the internet, anyone can... If you don't like squeamish shit, I wouldn't watch it. Because at first it looks uh, innocuous. Innocuous. Thank you, Matt. And then when the camera comes around, you see his arm going the other way. It's like, oh, dear. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's not No. So, fire beware. Nope. One of the things they talked about, I mean, they talked about boxing stuff, uh, but uh, Muhammad Ali is, is really, has got to get all the credit. Changing his name to a Muslim name back then and refusing to go into the army, like, no one does that now. No, it's insane. Do, do you know what I mean? Uh, you know what's it, such a crazy picture is the uh, Muhammad Ali, it must be the rumble in the jungle, maybe, and it's 
everyone around the ring and then just the guy lying flat and it's an aerial shot. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe it's not the Rumble in Jungle. Maybe it's another fight, but it's a it's a crazy picture, man. I haven't seen that one. Of them in the crazy ring. photo. Yeah. I mean, anyways, see, like I... Muhammad Ali walking this way and the guy's lying spread eagle on the mat. I just think it's a shame that like uh how he went out sort of I mean I don't think it was punch drunk. He had like uh, Parkinson's. Parkinson's part of me. But his legacy should be. Or Alzheimer's or something. I don't know. He's a legend for sure. And I'm sure. But he's regarded as a legend. I don't think there's anyone that would disagree with you. No. That's fair. And probably regarded as the greatest (laughs) boxer of all time as well. Yeah. He should almost get a day or something. Dude. Watching him light the torch. Do you remember that? Yeah. With with Parkinson's. Yeah. That was crazy, man. So brave, so amazing. Well, and like, think about Michael J. Fox continuing his acting career through that and like embracing that and making it part of like all the roles he did from then on. It's, it's tough, man. His shit's yeah. bad. He just wrote a book or an article. I read like, uh, he had like a bad fall in his kitchen recently. Ala Kamara's yeah, like mom broke his leg or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. and like couldn't get up, couldn't move, was like like almost died in his kitchen. Oh um, no way! Yeah, so like it's gotten pretty bad for him, I guess, which is unfortunate. But he was, he, I I think I heard him on uh, Mark Marin, and he was talking about how he was like right before he's like, I don't need people's help, despite this. Like he he was still trying to be the hero or whatever. You know what I mean? I mean it's got to yeah, be tough. Was- Sorry, go ahead, Simon. I'm sorry. The episode of um, him on Larry David is some of the on Curb is some of the funniest shit ever. He's the clunker up, or he, yeah, he's clunking upstairs, and Larry accuses him of doing it on purpose, and they have that whole war there. It's fucking hilarious. (laughs) He's fantastic. We've been watching Uh, uh, Seinfelds. My daughter has been watching Seinfeld, so I'm like, this is fucking amazing. And watching the old Seinfeld, it's so incredible, man. Like, what? It's just such an amazing show. How does she you feel about them it? at her age? I'm curious. She loves them. She really? Totally yeah, had it's comic genius. To do with me. And, like, I started watching with her at, like, season, I don't know, maybe five. And she had already watched the first, you know, four on her own. No, I'm just always that's curious. A great, that's a great place to start. Oh, no, she loves it. Because when I watched Seinfeld, there was a lot of things where I'm like, oh, man, I don't know if that would fly nowadays. Like, oh, bet I fucking bet the kids would flip out at that. But I guess, I don't know. To me, like, funny's just funny. And my daughter's pretty, like, PC, you know? I really like, do I, believe. Like, say the wrong thing, she calls me on it. and I really do believe it's a vocal minority when you hear this cancel culture shit that is working regardless. I don't believe it's as many people as we would are led on to believe that are no, offended or that care or that fucking. Of course not, Maddie. The, the problem is because of, you know, all these ability to give your voice, that minority can be like detrimental to a show or to an actor or to a business or to a, you know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even like, though it's such a vocal minority. How many people actually complain about Janet Jackson's tit? Oh, I was like 17 or something like that. You know what I mean? But yeah, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's such a weird one, too, because like, I mean, maybe it was a huge publicity stunt. Uh, I'll never know. But I, I legitimately thought it was just like um, Part of the a really bad. No, like 
something went wrong in the performance and she wasn't happy about it. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I just meant people complaining, like it made it a bigger deal than it was, but it wasn't a million people being shocked or like uh, upset. Oh, listen, it was definitely, hold on. There was definitely millions of people that were shocked. I was oh, shocked, yes. but shock doesn't, no, shock doesn't bother me. Listen, as someone who's had to deal with customer service lately, I can't imagine how to, how hard it would be to get to us, the us government customer service. Like who do you even call? I don't, I just don't get it. Like, who would you even complain to the CRTC or the FCC? Like, yes, I, I think so. I spent an hour and 47 minutes with Rogers today. I'm sorry to hear that, sir. Yeah. And, and it still sucks. Well, it's such a scam because at the end, you're so like, you've been on for so long. You've spoken to so many people. You're so frustrated that you just take anything. Yes. You're just so happy to get off the fucking phone that you'll like sell your soul to the devil at that point. They win the war of attrition. And I was saying to my wife, I never feel like I win when I get off the phone with Rogers. Ever. Unless you get through right away and get off in five minutes with all your money. Never back, happens. I, I'm which sorry never happens. who's not in Canada. This is a cell phone provider. Yeah, it's like dealing with Verizon or yeah. Virgin or Just think about AT&T. some giant company who doesn't give a shit about you but charges you lots of money. The worst is the last time I was the last time I was on with Walmart, I made the mistake. I was so like so worked up and agitated that I um cursed, which is always like the the death knell of any fucking yeah. cuss. And it wasn't like I was like, you fucker or anything like that. I just said, I, I just want my fucking product. And it was like, well, sir, you don't have to use language like that. This call is done. You know what I mean? It's like you fucking piece of shit. The only small win you can get is if you're like, let me speak to your superior. No, because there's, all I do. but even then it, that, that ends somewhere. You dismiss that person though. It's a it small way. It ended with me today where I was sure if I could speak to a manager, explain the situation, they would see the logic. And she said to me, I see the logic. There's nothing I can do. And then what do you do? You know what I mean? I'm just like, okay, sign me up for another three months years like well there's nothing worse than when you're like how do we let you operate in this country (laughs) you know what i mean like it's crazy it's crazy yeah it's nuts like dude poker stars right now owes me 200 dollars because they had a debacle with their cashier system on new year's day um which actually ended up costing them 1.2 million dollars i found out which made me pretty happy make that in an hour which is a drop in the bucket well that's the craziest thing so the I read that they made off one tournament that day. They made 400 grand US off rake from one tournament. I was like, oh my God. But the point is, is like they operate in this country freely. They owe me $200. Getting in touch with them has been like a, what's today? The fifth or the third? I haven't heard back from anyone yet. So, and no one cares. Well, this is the best. So, and no one cares. Talking about uh, phone providers. But so I'm on with the first guy. He goes, he says, I said, my daughter's trying to get off. I just want to cancel her thing. Just uh, whatever. He said, well, what's the deal she's getting? I tell him the deal. He says, just wait for one second. I'm going to be right back. Boom. Disconnected. Okay? <laughs> oh, God. Disconnected. This is 40 minutes into the first call. So I'm enraged now when I call back. I have to go through the whole thing again with a new person. I said, listen, I just got disconnected with the last guy. 
you my phone number so you can call me back in case we get to say, yeah, sorry, we can't do that. Like, just like, how is that what not? Are but we doing here, you have my phone number. You're my cell phone provider. Well, Simon, see, these are the other crazy things. So, like, the the company that I use to put money on Poker Stars, it's an app, and I'm not going to say the name of the app because they get no free fucking anything. Poker Stars owns that app. So, like, like I got an automated email being like, "Oh, if you don't think your money went through, uh, give us the bank details." And it's like, you guys own the company. You took the money. Like, what? What are we doing here? Probably two things that are operating on two different sides of the world. Who fucking knows? Fuck yeah, them yeah, all. Exactly. I'm really glad Anyways, you guys decided to air your so grievances boring. with yeah. companies yeah. on the Mark yes. Norman yes. review. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Back Sorry, to business. Tomorrow. <laughs> uh, they talked about Chinese influencing movies and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Were you guys aware there's a massive influence on even the media? Like the New York Times, the Washington Post. China spends millions in advertising with them. So you think they don't write any articles that are bashing China? Of course they want to keep the advertising coming in. There's influence. I, I, I don't know to what degree, but... I'd like to look back and see, like, when the COVID stuff, who they were pointing the finger at. But just, like, there isn't anything that they don't influence. It's not just movies, uh, like, for Tibetan stuff. Of course not. Why would you assume it? it there's the buck doesn't stop anywhere with them. Well, you but know it's not just that because look at basketball. That's sports. It's not even enter. It's not uh, Hollywood. Well, th these things are entertainment, so it's one thing. But when it's actually the media, I think that's uh, the most concerning of uh, foreign influence. Well, then that shows you, like, if they're if they have that influence in the media, then that means there's that influence in elections, because that all runs hand in hand, right? Well, dude, I don't know. My mail. I was reading. Uh, I was reading an article about how many Chinese journalists have been jailed in the last year, and the craziest is like you, you, you know, there's this like twist of like, well, they're a capitalist uh, society now, you know, and it's like, yeah, but then you hear about these journalists getting locked up. I can't remember what the charge is. You'll have to look it up. But it's one of those things where you realize how communist they are. It's like you're going to jail for four years for being a scoundrel and a... It, like, the charges just don't make... It's not a real charge. You're a capitalist society, and yet they can come and board up your doors to your shop at any time they want. Like, it, they're not really a capitalist society. They've got the best of both worlds. But but is it the best of both worlds? For the government and the for country, the yeah. Maybe not for the people. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Well, who I'm knows? Sure no one, like, listen, if no they one, end up, if 100 years from now, they're dominating the world, then the argument's going to be made, obviously, that, well, it was for the best of our people, of the Chinese people. Absolutely. It's just scary. I mean, yeah, kind of, I guess, as long as those Chinese people like being under communist rule. What's best for China might not be best for us, but I mean, it might not it be for the outside looking in. That's the point. What's best for China probably is counter to what's best for the people. Interesting. Well, no, he's right. I mean, communism is, you know, there's obviously some people. The problem with China is there's some people working in Apple factories, and there's other people that are driving Mercedes Benz. That are working in the Apple factory. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, All right, Fox Mark Norman. <laughs> He's on fire. Um, th they were talking about uh, you can't redefine beauty, the word beauty. Yeah. Okay. 
Do you guys think if, uh, like, the world falls apart, you know the word dystopian? Yeah. If it becomes dystopian, does that get rid of the word dystopian? No, because there's always something worse. Uh-huh. A more dystopian future. A more it's dystopian if we, future. It's if we hit utopia, is there anything better than that? Well, well that's, that works the same way, because dystopia is the opposite of utopia. But if it can always get worse, it can always get better. I'm okay, I'm okay with that, but like enlightenment, that or utopia, that's supposed to be the the top of the heap, right? That that's what we think we're going for, but generally, uh, anyone who tries to make utopian society, a lot of people die, and it doesn't work. So I think it's always best just to be somewhere in the middle. Stay not in too your hot, lane, not right? too cold. Come Stay on. in your lane. Uh, they talked about hot guys having trouble doing comedy because it's so hard for hot guys to like be uh, self-deprecating. Like, you can't be like, oh, I, I don't get girls. or You know what I mean? It really well, is a who challenge. Are the, who are the hot comedians, Kamar? Uh, Chris D'Elia. Chris D'Elia. Uh, look uh, where he ended up. Gary Gullman. My mom thinks he's really hot. Yeah, I think he's hot. <laughs> Uh, John Mulaney's not ugly. John Mulaney's in rehab, eh? You saw that? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cocaine and alcohol. Wow. Good for him. He doesn't strike uh, me as the type. Good for him. Yeah. Brian Callen. <laughs> no. Well, no. I mean, there's that really handsome guy there, um, and he, like, includes it in his bit about how he's so handsome he looks like a serial killer. You know who I'm talking about, Kay? Tony Hinchcliffe? No. Um, shit. I Anthony Jeselnik? No. Don't forget, too, there's like really Andy hot, Tosh? there's hot female comedians who get away with it the other way. They're like, oh my God, I'm like so hot, I can't get a guy. I, and I I'm think like, it's easier for a hot female than a hot guy. Though. Maybe. Just, Don't you think just hot in general makes your life easier, though? Like, wasn't that the point they were making that, um, yeah, okay, maybe it's a little, it makes it like a, a different challenge for a hot male comedian. But in the end, you're hot. You're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course, it's not impossible. It just, it, it takes away a bunch of things you can do, like getting people on your side or whatever, or relatability. I thought it was an interesting observation where uh, maybe uh, hot guys have a bit of a disadvantage. Uh, I have, once again, someone's got to get to Joe. University's not free here. Yeah. Uh, I well, do not I, know where he's getting that information from. It's not free, but in comparison to what you pay in the States, yeah, it's free. No, it's not. It's still not free in any way, shape, or form. And it's the student debt free. is unforgivable. We're just not paying $100,000 a semester. That's what we're not doing. But it's not free. There are There's a lot of people in student debt up here. Of course. It's definitely not free. We have free health care. That is true. He just say it's subsidized and uh, less expensive, but not free. I don't want people thinking that we're uh, got a free ride up here. Also, they called Norm Macdonald a national treasure. Yeah, our, our national, national treasure. treasure. <laughs> yeah. From Ottawa, too, baby. baby. Think, well, th that's what I'm saying. So, and if he's the, the best of all time, then... Ottawa, best comedy town of all time. There you go. Actually, when you think about Ottawa, such a small little place, 
We've put out. Oh no, that's not right. Stop saying it's. A, this is the weird thing about Ottawa, though. Is like a million people. That's a major city. In comparison to like Los Angeles, it's a little place. Yeah. Okay. When you compare it to one of the biggest cities in the world, yes, it's a smaller place. But like, there's a lot of cities in the states that you would think have over a million people that absolutely do not. I bet Kansas City doesn't have a million people. Hey, Kamar, who... Norm McDonald and Tom Cruise, that's huge. We have Tom Cruise? He lived here for a while. So I'll take him. He's not from here. But we have a couple of comedians that came out of Ottawa, don't we? Uh, Mike McDonald. Norm McDonald. McDonald. Bunch of McDonald's. (laughs) Um, John Doerr. John Doerr, yeah. Matthew Perry. I don't know if he's a comedian, but yeah. Well, he's I a guess comedic actor. Sure. Uh, Jeremy Hotz. Yeah. That's it, eh? Is he Michael from Myers, Ottawa, though? Toronto. Well, yeah, he's from Ottawa. Okay. Yeah, we're not including yeah, Toronto in this fucking talk, I Simon. Know. I was wrong. I was wrong with my whole We're just blowing up our own smokestack. Yeah. Yeah. Back to Park Norman so we can end this thing. <laughs> Quickly. Kamar Babar, don't forget that. That guy. On his, on his way up. Yeah. I did mean, it, this did it bum you out? Song. Hold on. Did it bum you out when Joe was like, oh, man, I mean, you know, if you're 37 starting comedy, that's like, I don't know, might be too late to make it. I was so bummed when I heard that. I was like, fuck you, Joe. You always I talk about Ron White. Starting at 37. I think, well, I started at 34, but I think that was in the Michael Costa thing, but definitely it's like uh, something to think about, but anything's possible because Ron White didn't happen to 40. That's what I was and just saying. Know, he developed his acting stuff, though. And in the same breath, Joe said, like, look, if you're funny and you have the work ethic, you can make it. So it doesn't matter how old you are. If you're Anything's funny, you're possible. Funny. It's too bad I'm not funny and lack work ethic. Fuck! <laughs> and they were talking about domestic violence and divorce again. Uh, do you guys remember Memento? Yeah. I love the story in that movie of the You know who directed wife? it? Uh, no, Christopher yes. Nolan. Christopher Nolan, yeah. No way. Uh, but I love the story of the wife that makes her husband continually give her the injection because she doesn't believe he's got the uh, memory issue. I don't remember that movie at all. That's I don't think the that's in backwards. The, yeah, that's Memento. I don't remember that part that you're talking about though. Oops, so maybe stands uh, right in and tells us what it is. I think it is though. Hmm. Is it worth watching? That yes, movie? it is because they're like, you can't be this guy who just forgets everything. Yeah, I don't tattoo himself. Yeah, I, I, I remember the film. I just don't remember what you're talking about. I don't remember that being a part of the film. I don't remember the film at all. Because who's whose wife? Whose wife is he injecting? The whole story <laughs> of the wife. no, the whole story of the film is that his wife is dead and he's trying to find her murderer. That's why he's been tattooing yeah. himself. And this is a story within the movie, just saying a reference of how mental illnesses can be unbelievable but exist. Hmm. Okay, I don't remember that part. I'll take your word for it, though, Kamar. You sound uh, you sound steadfast uh, in your I belief. Feel really sure about it. Well, there you go. Like I said, then I believe you. You sound uh, very sure. He's watching and, it right now. And then uh, then the whole thing just fell apart when it said Happy Hanukkah. And I was like, What are we doing here? What are we doing? But uh, you know, I love Mark Norman. Always like to have him on and. Uh, that's all I got, boys. It's do fine. You, do you like Joe List? Not as much as Mark Norman, but I don't hate him. They That's like the same crew, right? Oh, do they have a podcast together? Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. There you go. 
Kamara, I beat you by two points. You covered the spread though. The uh, the Vikings, yeah. Yeah, doesn't matter. We, we both missed, we both we had losing seasons, so what does it matter? We missed a field goal or maybe two or extra point. Sorry. So yeah, end of the season. Another fucking shit show for the uh, Lions. We'll be back next year, bigger, better than ever. Simon, I think the Giants might have made the playoffs. No, I believe the Giants did make the playoffs by beating Washington Dallas today. Washington has to lose tonight or something. Oh, it's Washington, piece, yeah. But, okay, but yeah. They're, they're, they're on the bubble. Hmm. Okay, so that's <laughs> it. We're done. We're done with everything. Oh, let's rate Mark Norman first, obviously. Rate the episode. 2.5. 3. I found myself laughing out loud. So I'm going to give it a two. I, I was, I did laugh. I enjoyed the episode. The only reason I give it a two is three comedians in a row. So much shop talk. Uh, it just felt like, I don't know. I want, it's funny. Cause I get what I want and then I complain about it. That's life. I'm a bitch. I love shop talk more than anything. And it, it got to be a bit much with three comedians in a week. What if Chappelle is all shop talk? Oh dear. Uh, you know what? That one, that'll be fine. I've I've accepted Kamara that when he does come on, it's still not going to be what I want. It's going to be under three hours. It'll probably be like an hour and a half. I'm not going to get like a lot of inside fun, good. I don't know. They'll, Very interesting. I assume so when he comes on, they'll talk about uh, the election, uh, his HBO bullshit. Um, I don't know. Either way. All right, let me do the uh, the normal shit, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, that's absolutely incredible. Thank you so much. Um, we want to thank our sponsors, of course, uh, BetterHelp and Lucy Nicotine. Uh, go check them out. Oh, my God, Simon. Uh, go check them out. Uh, we have a Twitter and an Instagram. They're both at J-R-E-E Podcast. If you want to go follow us on there, please do. Uh, Kamar, you can follow him on Instagram. It's uh, at Kamar Babar. Oh, sorry. It's whatever. What is it? Kamar Babar. At Kamar Babar. There we go. Uh, don't follow Simon anywhere because he doesn't care to be followed and he isn't on anything. Freedom. Uh, uh, I too am not really on anything. So don't follow me anywhere. Uh, we have a YouTube super important that you go over to youtube.com slash J R E E podcast and, uh, hit that subscribe button. You don't have to watch anything. There's not going to be any videos this month because, uh, I haven't figured out how to record this. Maybe there's a way, maybe discord has been recording this the whole time. Who knows? I'll try to figure that out. If they have, there will be a video. And if they haven't, there isn't going to be shit this month. Um, but go to youtube.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. Hit subscribe uh, in our quest for a thousand subscribers. What a pathetic quest. But everything, you know what? The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. So Blow up those comments, guys. It's great to read. There you go. My dad commented this week. I was like, this is getting ugly. Um, it, what else? Uh, there's a Reddit. Reddit.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to join the uh, conversation. And of course, the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to listen to the post show and uh, you want to support the show, head over there, do that. I think that's it. Anything else, guys? Thank you again for listening. I, I'm so glad we're here. Happy New Year. It's good to be back. I uh, hope this lockdown ends and we get back in the studio as soon as possible. Yeah, I would love to get back in the studio. I was there today for about 10 seconds and uh, miss it. It's nice. Was it warm? It was warm, yeah. Well, I would have, if it wasn't warm, if it wasn't warm, I would have just taken everything out, like everything of value, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it needs to be shoveled, that's for sure. Um, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week, weekend, and as usual. The shoveler had COVID. Oh, I was going to shovel it, but I had to get back here real quick. 
Uh, Lock fucking down. Keep your eyes open, y'all.